Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, Craig, I'm back from the wilds of Berlin. There he is, particle son. And I brought a friend with me. But more after the break. Let's go. And there will be no encore. Welcome to episode 348, I believe, of the No Encore Music Podcast. I'm here in the studio. I've got Craig Fitzpatrick. Hey, riding shotgun. Happy to be back in my place. He did a great job as host <laughs> last week, and uh, Zara Hedman was a fabulous co-host. Yeah, she was great, great episode. A very short episode before we had to go to a show. Two hours and two three minutes. Two hours. Yes. <laughs> we'll talk about the show that you went to. Sonic Architect Adam is here, and you know what, guys? He's on a microphone this week because I got mad <laughs> at him not being on a microphone. Yeah, I was like, I can't hear you. People were loving you. the ambience. Authenticity of is a word yeah. I heard about it, but I, I don't know. I was kind of like, I was in Berlin, I couldn't sleep, and I was listening to the episode because it was sent to me, and I was like, this is driving me insane. But, uh, and as an enforcer this week, to make sure that I get my way, returning to the show, how do we even begin to introduce this guy? He's a former housemate of mine. It's well, Richard. Started there. <laughs> my first on my CV yesterday, so. Former housemate of Dave Hanrady, of course. Uh, he is a best-selling author. He's an excellent newsman. Uh, he's a podcast king as well. He's on the group chat these days, yes. of course. Yeah. And uh, he is sitting right here. Yeah, and a skilled footballer as well, of course, going back to our DCU days. It is, of course, wow. the one. Yeah, Trey Quartista. I, 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 yes. I described you Man as. Man in the pockets, yeah. <laughs> that, voice, <laughs> that voice belongs to Richard Chambers. Welcome Ooh. back, sir. Oh, thanks for having me. This is—is is this my third time on? Um, I, I think, think so. so yes. Yeah. yeah. First came, time with me. Yeah. Came you, came usually ships in the night. You yeah. came once years ago, and you brought beer that you immediately spilled all over the table. Yes, that is right. Yeah. yeah. Who else was on that time? I don't know. It was me, you, and someone else. I call him. Maybe call him. Yeah. Back in the headstuff days. Back in the headstuff studio. Oh. Uh, and then the last time, of course, was during the pandemic. It was me and you, and we talked about wrestling. Wrestling, wrestling themes. themes. That was a good app, yeah. Craig was that very home, upset too. Yeah. In the home office. Yeah. yeah. In the lockdown, home office, yeah. Lockdown, lockdown, no encore HQ, like, you know. In our former Morning Castle Knock stomping grounds, of which we don't live anymore. So, yeah. yeah. You're in 
these days. Didn't want that out there. Sorry. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Please, uh, <laughs> yes, your home address is your air code. <laughs> I mean, the main thing is you've left let's get them. That's so funny. You're in. <laughs> you can leave that out. Actually, yeah, yeah. it will be. It will that be, be hilarious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, is there any hard feelings now? Like the fact he left you is. Was he, he a, how was me. that? Leave a sour taste in the mouth. It does. You know. No, uh, we we went our separate ways amicably. I thought. Yeah. yeah, this is actually the first. Oh, sorry, we... you left him. Yeah, I left yeah. first. Yeah, you yeah. were first out. I yeah. was. Yeah, that is true. What can I say? But it was a natural. We all sort of just went then. It was three glorious years. It was very much end of lockdown. We're all. It's all time to go. Yeah, we must leave childish things behind. <laughs> <laughs> New chapters. Step out into towards a, a firmer foothold, hold in adulthood. There. I'm just realizing Richard didn't back you up on the glorious times bit of that. I, I think he. Yeah, yeah. I would say glorious times. Okay. I would definitely say glorious times. We had lockdown film club. That was fun. That was a sensation. We film watched club. great movies all the time. What were the go tos? Oh, like do the right thing. Any given Sunday. A lot of nineties action was in there. Point yeah. Break. Point Break. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We had that. The Rock well. was in there. Any given Sunday. Any given I think Any Given Sunday was like the first film we watched. It, it was, so, yeah, it actually was, yeah. It was great, and it was like just a nice way of shutting off the world, you know? It was brilliant, yeah. Top great. Gun was in there, I think, as well, at one stage. Uh, your favourite, Master <laughs> and Commander, The Far Side of the World. That's a fucking film. <laughs> that is it's a not film. Russell Crowe, is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Paul Bettany's piece. in there as well. Paul Bettany, yeah. yeah. It's a seven hours long film. They, uh, it's a seven, it's not, it's two, two hours. Two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. <laughs> Good movie, though. Oh, yeah. oh, we watched uh, Hunt for Red October. We could talk about this all day. <laughs> Just listing well, it's films. Actually, it's Check actually out on the letterbox, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a music, listings there. <laughs> it's a music podcast, of course. <laughs> and there's lots to discuss. Uh, this week, we'll be reviewing the Pavement gig that Craig went to, the Converge gig that I went to. Uh, nobody went to Kendrick Lamar. I think Richard was going to go, but he was caught up with work, and we'll get into that as well. Oh, yeah. I'm going to stop you there. I went to Kendrick Lamar. Okay, so we'll take Incredible. Well, it's going to be a packed episode Don't we hear about have. it though <laughs> 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 devastated I didn't go so <laughs> we have some music news and we have a top five Craig what is our top five this the top week top five is top five songs that reference sports so we've done a few football-y ones we're getting close to the World Cup Y'all got World Cup fever? Uh. Are you feeling sick <laughs> about like thinking of the World Cup? Yeah, probably. Days away at this stage. Um so yeah, well, how many sports-ish ones have we done? We've done We've done sports anthems. Bizarre, was it bizarre sporting anthems, possibly, or goosebump inducing sport anthems. That's what it was. Yeah, we've done weird football songs. In which Richard's, football Richard's songs. beloved Europa League theme was my number one. That was a great song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Whoa. Whoa. And that's a Dan one, which is amazing. Yeah. Well, that's a Bizarre football yeah. songs. We did best and worst football songs before we were doing top five. So we, rather than just football it up, we thought we'd, we, we'd run the gamut, run the gauntlet, and do all kinds of sporting stuff. Yeah. It's me and Craig versus Richard, essentially, is, is the plan here. You win. Um, the listener wins. The listener wins, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> every week. And, and and if you enjoy winning and you enjoy the, the victory that comes being a fan of No Encore and you want to go the extra mile, it's patreon.com slash no encore for some bonus content, episode previews, playlists, occasional monthly episodes, and, uh, you know, just the... the, the bonus cool. content this week. They reveal where my home address is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uncensored version of yeah, version. A mini pod where we talk you through directions yeah. for Richard's house. <laughs> you can actually rest your because I actually don't know your home address. That's so. fine. <laughs> just the, just the that just that Richard, yeah. has now been bleeped out of the show and nobody will ever know. He lives in fucking, I don't know, Spain. You yeah. commute every day. <laughs> Costa man, yeah. Well, look, listen, actually, let's let's get into that. Let's let's get into the travels you've been on because, you know, Richard, of course, is a newsman. Uh, but, like, you know, the, the news newsman is... Newsman for the county. A newsman. Um, you were on a very interesting trip recently. You went to America uh, for the... <laughs> the big old USA. Yeah. For, Stateside. For, the, for two weeks, was it? 
Is it, it was good to two weeks, yeah. Jesus, yeah. for the US midterm elections. Yes, not specifically. Well, it was based around that. It was to, to have a look at sort of the political um, underside, the underbelly of politics in the States, really, and what's been happening over there, the resurgence of Trump. Uh, and what he has all going well right <laughs> pretty much pretty much I would say he's he's announced his campaign it all worked we started off in Mar-a-Lago which is obviously his, his private club and resort and where he lives yeah so we started off there and we did a big basically myself and Owen Kelly who's um camera operator we drove all the way up to Washington DC through 10 different states uh, wow. which is insane uh, it was a very long drive. We met some unbelievable characters along the way. We heard some great tunes. It's actually the most yes. interesting part of the whole thing. Is there is a musical language. There's also, real quick, uh, the do- there's a documentary coming. In the works. Okay. Probably coming early 2023. And uh, we'll look out for that on Virgin Media 1, I assume. Um, Absolutely. And paid I'll be back on before then for <laughs> top five documentary songs. <laughs> that could actually probably work. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, let's get a musical taste because like per your Instagram stories, which were very enriching and educational, uh, every now and then, there'd be a, weir- a real sideways glance at, uh, at what these politicians get up to. Yeah, because I, I, we went to so many different rallies. There's rallies for Republican candidates and Democrats. So we were at like a Biden rally and we were at like, um, we obviously went to a big Trump rally, which was kind of like one of the centerpieces of the whole thing. But there was also like regional candidates, like people for the Senate and like Raphael Warnock and Stacey Abrams, people might have heard of as well. Uh, and there was real, it was interesting to see the difference in songs picked depending on what the political leanings of different people were. Oh, yeah. And sometimes there was no discernible like link between the politics and the tunes. Okay. Like uh, uh, the first, first, first sample we have here, this is in the state of Georgia. And we were in rural Georgia, Rich- Richmond Hill is where it was, just across the, 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 the state line from, uh, from Florida. Uh, from, I don't know if you've seen Herschel Walker. If any of you heard of Herschel Ex-American Walker. Ex-American yeah, football yeah. player? Former US, uh, USFL star, which was Donald Trump's league. Uh, short-lived league <laughs> of American football. Uh, I think he played for the New Jersey Generals, which was also the team in Donald Trump's league that he owned. Uh, so he knew this guy really well. Um, lad who ran football for me. Uh, he's not uh, not considered a politician of any real calibre. Uh, he, he, he went viral there today because he was talking about vampires. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he also has some very you know, dodgy claims against him as well. Very bad. Yeah. Very bad, Dave. <laughs> well, hold on, let's talk more about the vampires. Is this something we should be concerned about? Yeah. He said he was staying up watching the film until like one in the morning. <laughs> so I was actually, it was one of those few times because normally when I see like weird political rants, I was like, at least I know where they're going. But he was just like, I was staying up and you know the way that when you're watching a f- film in bed and it's really bad, but you think it might get good so you keep watching watching that still stays bad and it was a film called Fright Night or Freak Night or something like Fright Night and yeah. I was like okay this has to have a point at some point and he's talking about vampires are pretty cool right oh, and one okay. person in the crowd went no <laughs> well done them because, because they're, they're not cool no not cool they're especially if you're to society if your supporters are mad Christian fun- well not mad they're, they're very strong yeah. ardent Christian fundamentalists <laughs> who don't like vampires I'd love really. to know what one it was though because there's an original Fright Night which is great and a Colin Farrell remake which is not great don't worry if you want to see the clip of him he pretty much describes the entire plot <laughs> <laughs> over five agonizing minutes and um, people wonder what it is but anyway so yeah. this is rural Georgia this okay. is the, the deep south um, people were very perplexed that even an Irish news crew was here <laughs> there was a man who drove around in a pickup truck asking where are you from and we're like Ireland and he's like you British people have great accents like ah oh. oh, no. but then he kept him saying it's like no wait I realise now the Irish hate the English and I was like well not really that either well can, <laughs> some do wrong some, again man. You're, you're <laughs> very difficult and he was like I, I saw an Irish film recently and I was like why what was it and he kept him he's like ah oh, I'll remember I'll come back Fright he literally Irish. circled man. Yeah. he circled this it was like it was like a retail park but it was in a small it was like you know Blanchestown retail park we have all those external 
shops. Yeah, yes. yeah. Like yeah. they have that Nike one in the, the gym. It's like one of those, but it was in a really small town. And I kind of driving around the, 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 the car park, <laughs> circling a bun up beside us. It's like, I'm going to remember that film. And I was like, I was like, cool, man. And we were just about to go. He's like, I remember the film. <laughs> he pulled up again. And I was like, what is the film? I can't wait to hear it. Braveheart. Oh, <laughs> of course. Uh, so well, he left. He left. Kind of anyway. Irish was filmed here. It was filmed, yeah. 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 minutes it. from my house. There you, there you go. There you go. There's Irish. There's a, a rich Irish texture to that film. Yeah. Uh, but I, I gave him, he drove away after writing down the name of, of an Irish film, which was The Wind That Shakes the Barley. Uh, he was delighted to see that Killian Murphy had other things to do besides Peaky Blinders, which he was very excited about. But anyway, yes. this, this was an old crowd of white people who were at this rally, and this was the song that they played to announce the bus arriving. Oh man, that is yeah, the immortal uh, harmonies and work of Bone Thugs and Harmony. Bone yeah. Thugs and Harmony, yeah. Crossroads, Crossroads. See you at crossroads. the crossroads. I I have to say because it was disgustingly hot there, and it was very early in the morning, and we driven for like eight hours, uh, seeing like a. a crowd of effectively Trump voters and Republicans vibing out to a song they'd never heard before in their lives. And probably never hear again. Never hear again. Well, unless, you know, unless, unless they're like, like, oh, you like that people shit. fucking Shazam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was just a bit when it was boom, 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 right at the start. I was like, oh my God, what <laughs> so the hell is sweet. happening? And they played yeah. the whole song. They played the whole song. Six minutes long. Oh my God. It's incredible though, to be fair. Yeah, uh, when amazing. I interviewed Dillinger Escape Plan, uh, when they were kind of wrapping up their career, one of them was like, I was like, what music would you want played at your funeral? And he was like, he goes, oh, I, I'd like for, you know, the band, you know, the band going into the netherworld to the, to the strains of Crossroads. That's a great choice. so good, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a classic song. Um, and people were into it. Like, like, like was there much more, because like, like, you see these mega mixes that happen. I yeah. mean, like, where did, like, where, where do you go from, from Crossroads? Like, how do you possibly? What else do they play at that? I think there was a lot of like, the Fortunate Son, which is the most Creedence Clearwater Revival yeah, yeah that's John really Fogarty lifelong Democrat and liberal <laughs> and his song is played at every Republican <laughs> rally went to literally a song about <laughs> I'm not no senator's son and like not going to Vietnam me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's horrendous uh, and like born in the USA again like that's, that's almost still cliche still that still cliche it's like fucking Bruce Springsteen Mr. Liberal uh, but it was just like everywhere we went there was like more music and I was like I was and the music stuck with me I've literally only listened to songs from the rallies yeah. <laughs> since I've gotten home I can imagine did you ever hear like, the song that Lee Greenwood was the guy who did it it's called God Bless the USA no um, very oh. famous song in America it was big around 9-11 and it's literally just I love America it, like the, the start of the song he basically tells the story about if I had to start again he doesn't say what happened but like <laughs> if I had to start again with just my children and my wife and everything I'd worked for was gone basically I'd be thankful that I lived in the good old US of A. Nice. I'm proud to be an American. Did Bumble. you feel that vibe in general when you were there? Even there before, of course. I'm yeah. usually covering stuff like this. I mean, like, do you, is there a heartland feel just by being there? I don't think so. I think it's so divided now that even like the Republican people who would have previously been like, hand over the heart, this is all about America. Like, they are very proud of America, but they just talk about it like it's a complete shithole now because Joe Biden is running it. Okay. And they're like, yeah, it's yeah. a chaos land and it's awful and... Communists have taken over. Yeah, exactly. They're, Joe they're Red Joe. I can't believe that. Literally, the amount of times they said communism is running America, we're in a communist country. I was like, that mm. makes no sense. Yeah. But, anyway. uh, so the, but the, the real high point musically was... Um, <laughs> In, in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, at Arnold Palmer Regional Airport. Oh, where else? <laughs> really put that place on the map for Donald Trump's rally, Save America rally, days before the midterm election with Dr. Oz of TV fame. Uh, 
it was a sensational thing. Like as soon as we arrived, it was the, the whole rally went on for like nine hours. Oh man. <laughs> The whole, like there were people were there people got there at 8 in the morning Donald Trump didn't speak until 9 at night that's incredible <laughs> it's absolutely insane the staying power of these people but the tunes were outrageously good okay um, I, I was I was I, I, I did sing along I, like verbally at times on the songs. stage no no, no. Like, oh, Richard get up here <laughs> me after some pastor said that you know God wants Donald Trump to lead America I was I think that Boys of Summer came out at one oh, point classic. I was like, the Atari's version I hope road. you know yeah. it's all very seductive I can imagine being swept up in it all and going yeah. full MAGA not quite like, Jesus I'm Christ. Christ. yes of course <laughs> there was a beautiful like sunset there was a lovely low dusk vibe yeah. and, I was like, oh, yeah. and there was literal like glistening on the American flags and stuff and I was like this is so vibey wow <laughs> and like yeah. so people were all dancing the, the thing is the dance was the biggest thing for me. Okay. Did you did you dance? I did not dance. I <laughs> Working am a man. professional. I will sing, but I will not dance. Uh, people were dancing and they were really vibing into like so you have to imagine this is again an overwhelmingly white crew of rural Pennsylvanians who are in their like forties, fifties, sixties, seventies. Yeah. You mean swaying essentially. <laughs> oh no, they 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 got down. Oh. They got down to some banging uh disco classics. I just because apparently Donald Trump picked this is the actual important part of it. Donald Trump picks the music for his rallies. No way. He personally picks the so music like for YMCA. his rallies and all those classics that we okay that's Absolutely. all full that, that full um, Hulk Hogan's theme song uh, yes. played as he as the <laughs> stairs was wheeled not when he got off the plane but when the stairs was being wheeled over to the plane <laughs> real the American bopping out and he, there was actually like because there's cues to it so like the, he lands his plane it's Lenny Reefen style sort of yeah, yeah. theatrics of it <laughs> lands the plane pulls the plane around to the stage gets off the jet and does like waving and all that sort of stuff it's amazing theatrics but like there's different songs which are cute at different times so, like plane land I think the plane landed to Suspicious Minds and then like hit In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins Yes, the guy played it too early so I had to start again started <laughs> the same song as it's rolling around and it was like the whole drum solo and I was like oh my god this is I can see why people are getting amped here Mm. But like then it was like about a twenty minute wait for him to get off the plane, and that's when it hit the Trump classics alley of songs that he has picked and he hasn't been told not to play anymore, oh. which is frighteningly few. And the village people double featured, including this this absolute classic, which really really got people going. It said in the background during all that mirth and joy, Joe Biden owes Pennsylvania gas money. Oh my God. They really love that incredible. song. I've listened to that song, I'd say 20 times. It's incredible. It's, it's incredible. It's a great song. song. Yeah. So what we're learning here, well, we're learning a lot here, but we're learning that like no meant, because you did say, you said like he's not allowed to play some anymore, but it seems like, yeah. but it seems like when, our, when our, most artists are like, please stop playing music, they still do. So how do you, do we know what's on the band list? Like full on, I can't play that anymore. Like, there were, there were, like, I remember during 2016, there were a lot of artists who came out and said, don't play that anymore. Yeah, because they just kept he, doing it. Like, Rolling Stones, I think, did. Definitely. Yeah. I think because he, he used to play, I can't, you can't always get what you want repeatedly. And that was a big one for him. And I was like, that, why is that his theme song? It's so low energy. Like, you know, like, <laughs> REM as well. Yeah, REM, I think there was. was it, it's the end of the world or yes. something like that. He'd play, he probably just as he, like, stuck up pictures of Biden or whatever. He's a yeah. big fan of The Who. Like he, I was reading Ma Maggie Haberman, um, who was the New York Times um, journalist, probably the most famous Trump following reporter. I was reading her book there recently and it details the fact that, I think it was in this book, but it was like basically went for hours in the Oval Office while he, while he was meant to be doing other things. He had his aides going through Spotify, uh, playing 
the entirety of Tommy, uh, the, the the rock opera, to find a specific song that he wanted. And it turns out it was just Pinball Wizard. <laughs> which he played when he actually was getting off the plane. Which was is the story weird. of him insisting everyone in the Oval Office stopped and watched all of November Rain, the music video. Yes, it was his yeah. favorite. I'm not sure if it's his favorite song of all time, but certainly his favorite music video. Tell of all time. video. Um, it's very Trumpian as well when you think about it. Like it? it just yeah, November, just yes, big, it's, ridiculous, yeah. high budget. Yeah. It's all like, you know. That yeah, massive guitar solo. Um, there is that video as well, of course, that amazing video that, like, is, is it Meliana filmed it where, like, he's driving one of the kids. Oh, and, Melania, and the, yes. And they're listening to, is it Taylor Swift? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so dead. I can't, what, was the, what was the song? Do you remember the Taylor Swift song? Is it? I know, I, 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 if I heard it, I was like, that's it. But is I it would. like, um, you know, can you say it's forever? Yes, that is it. Yeah. yeah. What, what song is that one? Like, Down Blank Space. It's Blank Space. Blank Space. So, like, yeah. Melania is in the back seat of this car, which is being driven by Donald Trump, which actually just seems weird to itself. <laughs> yeah, he's just driving the car. And Baron, their son, is sitting beside Donald Trump in the front seat. You don't see either of their no. two heads move. They're looking dead straight ahead. They're driving in the dark. And this song is playing on the car radio. And she's like, the caption is like, Amazing night with my two boys. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like this song is playing. They're sitting there in silence listening to Taylor Swift. Like, it looks like a YouTube video for like, you know, like, you know, songs, like ambient songs to study to or something. And yeah. it's just this, this, that would be the continual loop. <laughs> yeah. Or like Trump vibes to this. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's fucking incredible. <laughs> um, wow. So um, how are you feeling after all that? You know, really tired. I mean, I'd, I'd say I, so. I, guarantee, like, I, I swear, like, I'm not lying when I say all I've done is listen to music from the rally. <laughs> my mind has been poised. What was the one I was listening to there recently? There's a good few. There's a, it's a real long list yeah. of Trump. You Trump and co rallies. You interviewed Sean Spicer, didn't you? And kind of he like is. took him to task, which is really good. I had a fucking terrible time with that. He that man you, did not yeah. like me. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> that man thought he was going to get a. Isn't it mad being Irish? Huh? <laughs> he thought he was getting the pat on the head interview that he gets with some other Irish. You didn't talk music with him because famously or infamously, he's a big Daft Punk fan. Is he? Yeah. Do you not remember this from a few years ago? No. It's hilarious. Hold on a sec. I'll do a quick. How does he feel about him. random access memories? Do we know? I'm not sure, but. He emailed you. He, he genuinely did. He genuinely did Dave. a whole like I like the early stuff thing. I mean, just have a quick look. And I, I think he yeah, got the I name can, wrong. I, Yeah, I, I. It was very. He was. Uh, it was such a weird interview because he was so perplexed by where we were. He had to change schedule of the day. We were in Alexandria in Virginia, mm. which is outside DC, uh, and we we're like we'd booked a studio to do it, much like this studio, and he had to change time, and we couldn't change time in studio. So basically, we had to, went to this website, which is fantastic. It's actually very handy if you ever looking to record something. Um, we won't put it out there because not doing anything. Do me out of a job here, Richard. Yeah, <laughs> it's good though. But like, uh, basically, we ended up recording in somebody's apartment who was there at the time, and like, literally, was so weirded out at the end of the interview because they stayed in their room, uh, like, uh, just like whatever, doing work or something. And then at the end, like, I tapped on their door just to say goodbye, and it's like. Who's that out there? He seems to get very animated. It's like, do you remember, do you remember when uh, Donald Trump had a... Had a <laughs> she was like, first of all, I, I mentioned the word Donald Trump. Her face was like, uh. And I was like, do you remember he had a press secretary? He's like, you mean the Sean Spicer? It's like, yeah, that was him in your sitting room. Like, I didn't mention it to them because like, mm -hmm. imagine they were like, no, you can't do it here. It's like, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, He was yeah. so weirded out by the virtue of the fact. He was like, Where, what is this place? What, what is this? What? what? How, like was it, how, how was it post-match? Did he like rip his mic off and be Awful. like... I had to walk him to his car and oh. he was just in such bad form. <laughs> such bad form. I've got the Spicer tweets. It was, <laughs> it was 2014 and it was the Grammys which he was watching. So he started off... Um, Daft Funk. <laughs> this is your 10 seconds in the spotlight. You are blowing it. Hashtag Grammys. <laughs> and then um, Dan... 
Blum came in and re- replied to him and he said, um, they've been nominated and won multi-times since 98. And then Sean followed up with, wasn't early and still fan, but come on, helmets, they need to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> An early fan. But like, was only recognised, wow, he must have been a really early fan when they didn't have helmets. He was there at all the like, Versailles shows back in the day. Well, um, I'm not sure how to pivot from Richard's incredible American trip. And again, reminded that there will be a documentary in 2023 and we all look forward to I'll seeing that. I'll be back that. on to promote it, don't you worry. 100%, oh, yeah. oh, always welcome, sir. Um, but, uh, let's talk about some gigs that we all went to. Uh, I got, for ne- Now for something completely different. I have some audio. Uh, I don't okay. know how this is going to come across, but like, here's about 25 seconds of the Converge gig I went to in Berlin uh, this day last week in terms of the podcast recording. So um, not quite Village People-esque, but let, let's take a listen. I thought we were going to get like a mini review or your thoughts or something, but no, it was no, just you holding your phone up at a gig. I took a couple of videos, a couple of photos. Um, How did you decide when to stop recording there? Yeah. Uh, like, that was enough. When he had to start moshing again, he was just like, like overcome with it, yeah. How do they spell Converge with a K, I imagine? No, it's with a C. Like the runners, but yeah. with a G. See, I always say Converge because of Converse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's an own band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're from Massachusetts, apparently, for a long time. Favorite album of all time, right? From America. Yeah. My Jane favorite Doe. album of all time and is Jane, Jane Doe. Yeah, yeah, tattoos, yeah. yeah. Um, we all know this. So they're a hardcore kind of metalcore band. And uh, first time I saw them since Whelan's in, I believe it was 2010, mm. at a gig where I was up the front, got the shit kicked out of me. It was amazing. But, you know, I'm an older man now. And I was there with Dave Higgins, great friend of the show, and a yes. popcorn co-host. And um, he had just, so Higgs and I, so Higgs, Higgs ran the Dublin Marathon. Then he went from, he went on a holiday, right? From London to Amsterdam to Mönchengladbach to Dr- Frankfurt, to Dresden, then to Berlin, all via train. And then I met him in Berlin. Yeah, then the real nice. endurance tests began for yeah. him uh, hanging was, out with you. It was a great trip. I had a good time. <laughs> uh, ended up going to that gig that was on the Thursday. And it was cool. It was in a kind of an academy, kind of button factory style venue. It was very, very good. Yeah. I loved the show. But I will say there was a moment, because like, we were kind of like hanging around the middle area. You know, we were kind of sa- safely away from all the moshing for the most part. And then at one stage, I just saw Higgs just fucking Homer Simpson cloud man <laughs> gone. F- fucking in, in he went to the front row wow. and I turned to Hugh Carr who happened to also be in Berlin friend of the show Hugh I saw this and I was like did you just go on a little no. holiday for yourselves <laughs> no, <laughs> which I was like that's nice no Hugh my colleague and Joe he um, he took a week off and went to Berlin uh, inexplicably you know like on, like on his own yeah. and then while he was there he was like let's meet up and I was like come to this gig with us uh, and Hugh loved it so much he bought a t-shirt afterwards oh, but nice. Um, nice. so we followed down to the pit what did you do you were standing at the back uh, middle area kind of but yeah we, sit down uh, I turned to Hugh and I was You're like, for the rest I was like well we gotta go don't we so we went into the pit and uh, it, it was actually fine I, I've been in, in much harder pits than this uh, Higgs okay. did get an elbow to the ribs though and it winded him but he was fine and it was good yeah great set great band uh, big screen big movie I really I really, really enjoyed it uh, clean fun for all good amazing. clean fun for all tell us about pavement Craig less violence Ooh. at pavement <laughs> it was um, it was great that was my second time seeing them this year obviously it was at Primavera mm-hmm. um, they didn't play frontwards this time so I was glad I went to Barcelona <laughs> just to see them it was worth the whole Hundreds of quid just to see front words. But uh, yeah, they were amazing. It was like end of the tour. So band was like... Where were they on? Vicar Street, which two was nights, absolutely right? perfect. Two yeah. nights, yeah. Yeah, two sold out nice. shows. And you've been um, a Bob Dylan days before you reviewed that last week, of course. Did you feel like the biggest boomer in music that week? 
Well, uh, yeah, after the Dylan gig for sure, but Pavement was pure like Gen X, man. It was like, <laughs> it was all the aging slackers that are too jaded to have political opinions and it was quite refreshing, do you know what I mean? That's nice. It was, um, yeah, it was yeah, great. It was a good crowd, yeah. It was really good, yeah, it was nice. good vibes. Yeah, there was a lot of kind of like family people just having their night out, which was lovely. Yeah. And Lots including the band, who, like half of them aren't musicians anymore, so like this was a one-off kind of reunion tour. Um, and everyone, including the band, was just like, oh, Malkmus, you're so dreamy. <laughs> you know, Crown Prince of Indy in his 50s. But yeah, he was great. It was a very, very nice night, yeah. Nice. Lots of friends of the show there as well, I believe. But yeah, Zara, of course, was there. Tapley was there. It was yeah, who's who. Andrea Cleary. Yeah. On a roll there, yeah. So, the big one, though, that we all missed, apart from Adam. Kendrick Lamar. Yes. Free wow. Arena. Yes. He did two nights. What nights did you go? I went Sunday. Okay. Yeah. How was your viewpoint of this, by the way? Um, I believe it was kind of a you know some people on uh, the ground floor, I believe, didn't couldn't see all the screens and it, stuff. Yeah, it was very tough in terms of where he kind of like where the stage was all placed and stuff. Mm. I'm glad that like so essentially the position in the stage there was like two big screens on either side. There was like a, a projector kind of screen at the back of the main stage, and then it came out with a platform at the kind of you know, middle way through the crowd or whatever at the and the standing section. And then there, that platform raised up and then there was another platform that was kind of raised up across the backstage. And the whole production of it was amazing. Now, mm. the only thing was it was very low down. So mm. it was hard to see kind of from anywhere. I was thinking this when I saw some of the footage because it reminded me of um, the Watch the Throne uh, concert on in the same place a good yeah. few years ago. Yeah. And I did think that if you were on the ground for some of it, well, we were, but like some of that's, the angles just aren't right. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was tough going, but it was a great show. Um, at the start, it was kind of like I'm going to sound like such an old fogey here, but I was watching a lot of it through people's phones. It was like ridiculous. Yeah, that's not like good. really bad. Were probably. you singing Kendricks in a box? It, <laughs> I wasn't, but that was started by two blokes behind me. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> and Congratulations he, to he, them. He, like, <laughs> he, he broke character two times during that set. Where at one stage he in the middle of like I don't know he was like just about to start another verse he just said someone's smoking hella gas in here, um because the smell of weed was rampant <laughs> I was and like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was there was a big like yeah after that but um and then the what other country t- <laughs> the other time the other time was Kendrick's in a box he was like you could see him kind of like laughing a little yeah, bit like funny. just breaking character what do we think about the Kendrick Lamar taking on a character thing. I mean, what what's the current character, Mister Morale? I don't know what the character is though. He's a big stepper. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, I don't know. I I really like that album um, because I always felt like with some of his past, like I'm doing a concept thing. It was it was like very worthy. And I would admire it, but the tunes weren't quite there. I've actually found myself going back to the latest one quite a bit. That's like which a great record. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think, Dave, you've had the opposite. I think a lot of people have had the opposite, but it's been sitting really well with me. So. I mean, I just haven't gone back to it. We had that really? very yeah. existential review episode that we did where we reviewed it for like about what, an hour and 20 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> and I did, I was like we didn't I, talk about half the like, songs. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, like, what, yeah. what do you think of it? Because I, I was, I, I remember when I initially listened to it, I was on to you and I was like, I think this is great. I, I actually said, I think I said that I, it feels tenish to me. And I think I said to you, you're out of your fucking mind. And I, and I, 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 have, I have resiled, <laughs> I have very much re- reversed position on because I just haven't really listened to a lot of it again. Yeah. I just, I, like it is really good. It absolutely is really good. But I, I, I like, I, I'm no way revisiting it in the same way I would Good Kid, Mad City 
or to Pimple Butterfly or even Section 80 mm. or Dam to a lesser extent, which I, 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 I know people love Dam. I rinse Dam, yeah. Favourite yeah. Kendrick album, Richard? Good Kid, Mad City. Good, yeah, it's Good yeah. Kid. Isn't I it? think the best album is To Pimp a Butterfly. This is the thing, well, I yeah, never go back is. to that. Like, I, I don't, don't either, no, yeah. Don't I don't either. Really? It's wow. dense and heavy and jazzy and I'm like, you know, it's clearly an amazing piece of art but I'm just like, do you throw it on? You know? It's not, yeah, it's not background listening. It's not, yeah. no, it's engaged listening. You have it? to really be Good active, Kid is yeah. just great. Yeah. 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 Ah, that, yeah. yeah. Anytime. Well, anytime, yeah. You know, and there was some great... Weren't you like... I was going to, I was snooping around it for a while and I was kind of like... It was actually it was on my birthday as well. I was like, "Happy birthday!" I don't birthday. know. I don't know if I want to go. Yeah. If there was a, if there was a, a numeral a, a number of people going to it, I probably would have just yeah. gone as a as a crowd. But I just didn't feel, and it was because the album didn't sit with me to the same degree as previous ones did. Yeah. You're like this day's about me, not yeah. Kendrick. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to see baby Keems. <laughs> Apparently, he was really good. He's. I'm a big fan. Yeah. I'm a big yeah, fan. I think well. he's very good. He performed a lot with Kendrick on the night. Mm. I think he did like three or four songs. His set, I don't know, wasn't really for me. Um, is he I, a Nepo baby? Would you call him a Nepo, Nepo baby? baby? I don't, cousin. I don't I mean, think so. He is, yeah. Well, well yeah. But like, he's very talented. Yeah, he's yeah. very good. Yeah. Like. He's very good. I think he stands on his own merits. But yeah, yeah I mean, like, it's kind of undeniable yeah. he's Kendrick's cousin. So you can't, you can't ignore that fact. Really, I'd go to him again based on what I saw and, and the views that people gave of the gig if he was back again yeah I saw him in three arena on the last one. It was incredible. Like, it was I unbelievable. But I was like, I was like, I'm okay missing this one. I think I did see him. Did he do Electric Picnic or Longitude first in 2016 and he did Electric Picnic in 2018? I think that's when I saw him. Yeah, but I saw him those were like, Street. he was so, uh, yeah, oh right, yeah, Vickers cool guy. Gig, yeah, yeah Craig was on the iconic Vickers <laughs> Street like, yeah. It's very good. I thought it was pretty great. Yeah, it was actually, it was amazing. The, that, was, that was a good Kid Man City tour, was it? Yes, yeah. it was. Oh, yeah. The Electric Picnic one, I think I've said this before on the show, but like, I, I remember... Uh, I was dead, like like a good 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 spot on the main stage, and it was it was a Friday night. It was kind of raining. It was good. It was good stuff. Not a patch on the three arena show, but it was still very very good. And then um, he must have been like halfway through the set, forty minutes in or something. And Cullum texted me, or maybe texted the group, and he was like, he's like Dave, uh, he's like, um, is Kendrick still on stage by any chance? And I went, yeah, why? And he goes. Uh, are you sure? And then he sent me a link to the Irish Times review written by Ed Perry that had already been put online. Oh, and I was I like, Mother him, of yeah. God. <laughs> and it was the classic, you know, Kendrick Storms, you know, Strad Bally. And it's like, for fuck's sake, like, like, I understand you got a deadline, but come on, lads. And also, let him finish his set. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that, that too, but like, any time I've seen him at a festival, it pales in comparison to the That's imagine. true of so, most acts, though. Yeah, I mean, like, it, like he, it felt like he phoned it in at Electric Picnic. On. Sorry, speaking of Electric Picnic, speaking of festivals, speaking of the people who run festivals. Oh. Here we go. Hang on. Can we possibly have uh, a certain piece of music, please, Adam? Or is it, would you even call it music? It's I call, a, it, I call it art, Experience, Dave. yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's 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 Melvin Ben. Uh, we have a reason to bring him up. The Ben Bong. Richard Chambers. Richard Chambers. You interviewed Melvin Ben recently. Sorry, what? Oh, what's that? You've asked somebody three questions. It was the drug launch. launch. Remember the drug? Oh, the drug launch. <laughs> the drug launch. What drug were they launching? I, I believe we've mentioned this in the podcast yeah. before. Yeah. The safer yeah. drugs thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a great scheme. But Which I thought, was, I, yeah. I, 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 look, I, I thought the scheme was good. It needed a bit of tweaking and stuff like that. But like, interviewed Melvin at it. Yeah. Don't want to tell tales out of school. Try to get your impressions of the man, basically, you know? Well, I called him the wrong name twice. <laughs> Did you call him Melvin Bong? Melvin Begg, I called him. Melvin Begg. Melvin Begg. <laughs> Melvin Begg. 
like uh, I, I, I apologise to Mr Melvin if you're, if you're out there Mr uh, Melvin <laughs> Melvin but he's a bit of a cult character on the show because yeah. a cult I mean, because like, we're always kind of talking about you know just like how effervescent and cartoonish he is uh, did you get a sense of his his, his his bigness when you were chatting to him you know yeah because it was a bit of a gravitational pull that he was operating in in that room mm, yeah there was just, it's one of those things where it's one of those PR launches and there's like 50 people there and 48 of them do not need to be there <laughs> just hovering and they're just all just like circling him like Saturn's rings like yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. and like the minister for drugs was there Frank uh, Fian. And he was there and he was briefly chatting to him and he was just, and I, I tried to, st- I tried to get a little bit of, I thought, I was like, I might get a news line out of Melvin Begg at this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what do you think about like decriminalization and stuff like that? And he just was like, just didn't want, what, did not want to bite. He's he like, like, I'm here for a simple launch as well. I'm here. <laughs> oh, I didn't say that. But I, that I'm was a simple man. I'm a simple man. Well, see a launch. I go to see is the best it's ever been. Like, I like, thought like, it, would be good li- there'd be, it would be a good line if he was out and saying, look, this is mad. We need to be like safer thing. But he was very much of the view that like drugs aren't legal on site. If you're caught with drugs, you're going to get you're going to get it. Yeah. Uh, Probably bad for business to him. Look for him to, to be too lenient or something. Question marks over event. The man running the biggest festival in the country. Probably not good for him to be. But like his whole thing, like he'll only give you a line, like a good line, if you criticize him. I've seen that happen at his like his Sunday scrum when he's like, you know, someone's like, Melvin, what about that thing that happened? He's like, what are you talking about? Like full on, like, you know, like just turns on you. So like otherwise he's just in full on promotional mode. Uh, What a voice, though. He does have a very, uh, a lovely timber to his voice. What was it you described him as, Craig? I can't remember. Was that like landed gentry, was it? Landed, yeah, he's very landed gentry. Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. is. He is. He does sound like pretty much, I'm sure, every festival operator in the British Isles and Ireland, I would say. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. he very much has that. that there's a very s- similar tone they all have. Yeah, he's not quite Lord Henry Mount Charles, no, he's <laughs> but he's getting there. Like, yeah. He'd be, yeah, he'd be like, if, 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 if Henry is at an A, I'd say uh, Melvin. Big Ben would be like Big Ben. Like the, there you go. Yeah, he'd be like C on the on the scale of plumbiness. Sure. Yeah. He's got some work to C do, uh, and yeah. so do we. It's time for the new section. Start spreading the news. That is, of course, our famous news thing. It used to be Kanye West, and we've never really talked about that. <laughs> uh, we, we, we quietly parked that a while ago because of obvious current Kanye uh, problems. Uh, however, one man who is staying Kanye loyal is Nick Cave. Craig, he has spoken out, and he said that he's a deep admiration for Kanye West music, uh, and had a lot to say to me, or a lot to say about him, I should say. He was speaking on BBC Newsnight, and Nick Cave, the legend that is Nick Cave, said, on some level, I don't care what Kanye has to say on things, but I do love him, his music, I do find his anti-Semitism in particular distasteful, mm. and so it's very disappointing to hear these <laughs> remarks, and such sort of obvious, boring kind of reductive tropes that he's actually peddling. However, it's a personal choice as to whether you can go on and listen to that person's music. Mm. I personally can. I love Kanye's music. I feel that he's done the best music of anybody in some time. The most interesting, challenging, bold music. Kanye, for me, controversially, is in my opinion, the greatest (laughs) artist of our generation. I love his music. So there you go. So many clauses in that second last sentence. Kanye, for me, controversially is, for me, in my brilliant. opinion, yeah. the greatest football manager. For me, for me, yeah. not for me. But he is top, top, yeah. It's, uh, it's in keeping with his general stance and ethos around art and music and not judging Mar- artists. Well, not defending Marcy, but he yeah. said, you know, 
I can still listen to him and this, the work he has created it isn't reduced in power for me just because the man is if a If we tear a down art, yeah. you know, like, are we doing the right thing? Richard, the art from the artist conversation is one that happens constantly. I was on Today FM recently talking about this exact thing. Listen to it live, I did. Kanye West, how did I do? Was I alright? You're pretty good. Thank you, appreciate that. <laughs> but now the microphone's in your hands. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about the whole art from the artist thing? I mean, like, you know, like, do, is it a debate that keeps you up at night or, or do we focus in on it too much or not enough? Very tiresome because you know how I felt previously about Kanye West. As Huge like, fan. My, my, yeah. my, my number one guy I would say um, yeah I can't I actually can't I'm, I'm not sure if it's actually even a conscious decision not to listen to Kanye West at the moment I'm sure it is uh, because I don't think it yeah but I, like it, it, it actually a lot of it has to do with the fact that the last three albums have been utter dog shit in fairness uh, hold on oh, oh hold on <laughs> don't, don't lure us in no I'm not no, defending like no actually I'm not defending I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> like, Donda's got some really good stuff but, yeah. sorry. but is it oh, it's some good stuff and how long is that album it's got an hour of good material on it it's about two hours long exactly yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm standing over it's two hours long and it's That's an album pass, you know? it deserves a slap as well as <laughs> Jesus is king horseshit <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we can all agree no, no on disrespect that. to, to Christianity yeah. or anything like that. But it's like, a very unfinished album. Yeah. Absolutely muck. What was the other one before that? Uh, Yay. That was bollocks as well, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that was the one he made in two weeks after he... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just Hang on, are we skipping one? No. Did he not have two what, Christian albums? You were thinking albums? of the Life of Pablo, were you? Yeah. No. no, Life of Pablo was great. No, did he, he did a I full... He released a full Christian album yes. around, the, around Christmas time yes. and I'm, I can't remember what it was called. Oh, no, I can't remember. Like, like something, something, something to do with the Sunday service, Sunday I take it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the title. Well, I, was, I, can't, I, can't, I can't listen to it at the moment. I've, I've listened... I, I, like, even... Like, I have... I've, sometimes on your... You know, you have your Spotify playlist, those sort of ones which are made for you. Like they they cycle every day, like if like your daily mix daily or whatever mixes, it is, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like sometimes like Barry Bonds or something that'll come on from graduation. I'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, that's all right. Then you just, <laughs> just makes you sad. Yeah, it does make you sad. It does make you sad. Like I think you have to like it's a personal choice for people. Um, on the art versus artist thing, I just think at the moment I just there is so much misery and doom and gloom around that it does that you 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 kind of want to make a decision to listen to stuff which doesn't put you in that sort of frame of mind where you're like got to think about this in saying that though where was actually just on the states thing i was stunned by the amount of michael jackson that is still played on on radio stations cuz that actually I think that's faded away a lot here. Yeah, you don't, Michael, hear, you don't hear a lot of Michael all. Jackson. Do you not? I don't think I don't you do. Think so. Very little. I really don't think okay. you do. I would have thought every, still... every single place you went, there was loads of Michael Jackson on. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. They might have, may not have the same sort of thing here. But yeah, I've, I look, both artistically and from the overall horrific anti-Semitism and stuff, I just, I am not vibing with Kanye West at the moment. Yeah, that's fair. In fact, he's been everywhere as well. So it's just like, it's, Apart from all the moral kind of issues, yeah. it's just so tiresome. Like then you got to the music and you're like, do I need to hear more Kanye? Even if it's a different guy, it's, it's yeah, like it's a lot. Do you know, like even if you took if you took out somehow if you took out the anti-Semitism thing, like it's almost like it's almost like Piers Morgan and Ronaldo almost like like yeah, it's complete saturation and you're hearing about him or them nonstop and it's like I just cannot. Yeah, this is so annoying to listen to all the time and it's so tiresome. Why would I go and listen to it now? No, it's fair. Like, it'd be like me seeking out, oh, geez, I'd love to see that Ronaldo into you. I bet there's some great stuff in there. <laughs> but no. Um, but it, like, so, but like, just real quick, seeing as you mentioned, like, an old song that you would like comes on, do you, like, do you hit the skip button? 
yeah, I don't know. I'm not actively listening to no, Kanye yeah, at the moment. But again, but if if something like if a classic comes on, I mean, like, like yeah, because Runaway came on earlier on, and I was like, well, if, you know, this is one of the best songs I've ever yeah, heard. Like, yeah. I, you know, it means a lot to me emotionally. Yeah, you'd be yeah. lying if you denied like how quality that music yeah. is. And Craig's it's always just... making this point that I think is a very, very good point that you always say, like, you know, the fan base can get trashed along with the artist when they fuck up, and it's like, you know, it's not fair to demonize a fan of a thing if they mm. have, you know, had years of, you know, getting an awful lot of strength from something. If yeah. it, I also, unless they're mad stands. Of course. Or, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And if they're like blindly defending them, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 no, but but if you're like, oh, that song used to mean everything to me. Like, you know, yeah, I, got I think that's a personal it choice, like, really. You know, like, yeah. And I also think it's a dangerous thing to be like, you know, people can go, well, their music was always rubbish. And by doing that, you're equating the quality that's of the nice, art with like, the morals yeah. of the people do you know what I mean so suddenly you're into well the stuff I like is brilliant so that person must be kind of impervious and brilliant and yeah it's just a weird correlation to me well so <laughs> someone who is unquestionably oh well of course impervious yeah. and brilliant it's time for an update Craig he's a communist you think about that that's kind of mad, isn't it? <laughs> Back in the Bono box. Back in the Bono and box. I don't know why, Dave. Special guest Richard Chambers in the Bono box. Welcome to the Bono box. I'm ambushed with this. Sorry, um, Paul. <laughs> so we've been trying to go to his upcoming Olympia show for his book. Oh, yeah. Surrender, which is like top of the charts, I yeah. believe. And uh, what happened was, to catch we, you up, We say trying. We didn't buy tickets. Well, yeah. We, no, no, no. We there was an attempt. Tickets. There was an attempt. Yeah, there was I tried to attempt. get guest list, and I was told there is no guest list. And I was like, fuck. I was like, I mean, how are we going to do this? And then I thought, you know what? We've got a Patreon fund. Let's just pay 60 euro. It'd be great. It'd be a business night out. You know, well, let's do it. And then Spencer. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, two tickets, please, Adam. And then Suits on. Uh, it turned out it was sold Three tickets, out. Three course, tickets, Adam. Yeah. And then it was sold out. So it was gone. Um, and I was like, I can't believe it. So then I was like, I'll, I'll go back and I'll inquire. I wasn't on last week, of course. I went back to the MCD man that I was talking to. And I said, can I buy tickets? I know they're sold out, but surely you've got some in reserve. And he was like, I don't. He's not his work. He was like, yeah, I can exchange currency for these tickets. <laughs> I said like, I, I think I, I was like, I underestimated that this would sell out. And like, the, how did you underestimate that? That's, that's what he wrote we back. Really did, he really did, yeah. He goes, he goes, you thought you. he couldn't sell out at 12? Bono. <laughs> to a 1400 like, like seater venue in his hometown. And I went, look, I've lost it, okay? I'm out of touch. I was thinking he's going to the kids who are wrong, yeah. add some dates. It'll end up being a week of Bono chatting in the Olympia. You know, you know it's, one I mean? it's just one show. So, can't though. buy a ticket. There is no guest list. I'm still on this mysterious wish list. But Craig, the update, unfortunately, is I don't think we're going to oh, the show. Oh, no, devil. <laughs> Now, did we look like at, at, at travelling abroad <laughs> to go and see him? I'm feeling bullish. I think we'll make it. All right. Okay. So. Stays yeah. I'd be amazed. I'm I, would, I would love in. to see it. I'd I think love, it's I'd on Monday, it. right? Is it? Like, I think it's on next Monday. No, the quiet f- crowd. We're fucked. Like, it's not happening. Like, it is next week. If yeah, anyone has week, tickets, yeah. if anybody who's listening. There's an app, isn't there, where you can exchange tickets or something like that? Yeah. Maybe someone will... Is it called Ticketmaster.com? <laughs> a situation here. I don't know. It's Ticketmaster. We hold that hope. It is time for miracles. It's Christmas. Craig, what's Mariah Carey up to? She has tried and failed to trademark the phrase Queen of Christmas. 
quite rightly, I guess, right? Yeah. It's disrespectful in that following the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, if you ask me. Was Did that make her the Queen of Christmas? Not like anymore. Just, was she... It's okay. King of Christmas now. <laughs> the king? <laughs> That's what he calls himself. Yeah. <laughs> the Christmas King. Oh, we're going to have the King's speech on, on oh, yeah, there you Christmas go. Day. Yeah, 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 everyone's excited yeah, about that. Terrible, yeah. um, I'm revved up. <laughs> I didn't get into the, the legal wranglings of this, but I was just glad to see it because we're big Mariah fans on this show, right? We're Moderate, a Mariah podcast, Moderate, I would say. And uh, something like fantasy, that's about it. Fantasy's pretty great. Fantasy's amazing. <laughs> Surely there's other ones, isn't there, that we like? Uh, Maybe it's just Hero? fantasy. I don't know. We like the fact that she recorded a grunge What's album in the 90s and didn't release it. That we've it. never heard, yeah. That, yeah. Oh, yeah cool. What yeah. is your biggest song? Would it be Hero? Sorry, the Christmas banger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I did notice the day after Halloween, she was like posting. Here we thing. go. She's just like, I now own Christmas. Christmas and I was be a two month holiday. She, this has been a repeat thing now yeah. for her, where like November the first is Mariah Day, effectively, and she'll go on like Jimmy Fallon, and he'll be like, <laughs> and like they'd go on and they'd do like a song. Uh, very obvious what the song is I don't like it aside yeah. from everything that was just a great impression of Jimmy Fallon yeah. Yeah. Well, on, sorry what was the thing I sent you the other day uh, I sent you a Jimmy Fallon clip oh it was Bruce yeah. Bruce was on he was actually Springsteen yeah, was on I, I fucking love Bruce Springsteen but I was like Jimmy Fallon was just all over him just fucking hanging out of him and I was just like <laughs> yeah. Br- the Bruce boss, was probably. being amazingly ch- charming and stuff like that and he's like oh my god you gotta tell me what's the lyric it's like uh, Mary's dress sways or Mary's dress sways and he was like losing himself and he was going around he was down on his hands and he was like shut the fuck up <laughs> he's also a year late to that that was like that was the thing we talked about like a year ago and now Jim Fallon's like oh yeah um, Bruce I saw this like thing uh, yeah I mean you know it's so funny uh, and I was like well you know Jimmy uh, uh, it's a song I wrote years ago yeah, notes are wrong yeah Love. Jimmy but Fallon yeah. can't stand the guy. Bruce is great he's, though. Uh, he doesn't seem awful as a human being, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy he's just no, a bit sure he's, he's not a Gordon. He's you know? worse, yeah, no, he, he, <laughs> the real dark age for American chat shows, really I have is. to say. Yeah, <laughs> absolute dregs. Are Craig left. was a huge fan of the guy who Gordon replaced. Craig Ferguson, yeah, yeah. Scottish oh, comedian. Craig Ferguson he was, was good. so good, yeah. 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 Did it completely differently. I liked him. Felt real, you know. Conan was like good. Letterman. I liked oh, Conan. Conan was great in his day. Yeah. Uh, Jay Leno had a bad week as well. Oh, he did. Fuck yeah. Jesus. Oh, he was Sorry. in a car fire. Prayers up for Jay Leno. Like Have you heard vintage... about this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Second and third degree burns on his face. So, yeah. yeah. He's two faced now. Essentially. Was it a Tesla? No, it was a no, vintage no, car, no. wasn't it? Well, he has been cars, but, but a Tesla is his day car, apparently. So, oh, I it may thought have been. I've seen we don't know. Uh, please, no one from the Elon Musk Corporation sue us because, you know, all free Twitter stocks sell now. My yeah. music is gone, folks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jay Leno does have like hundreds of like very old time yeah. cars. And yeah. not even like, oh, this is like some 60s cool sports car. Like he'll have a 1920s car. Cartoonish. Yeah, yeah, car yeah exactly. Like He's big into it. We wish him well. We That's do wish him well. Um, so Mariah Carey is not the Queen of Christmas. Did you see that? See Ryan Tuberty on the show this week? Did you? It was quite the thing. On his radio show. Yeah, his radio. You ever listen to Ryan Tuberty's radio show? No, it's not a way to start a morning. Well, like if I'm on an early shift, I, I usually listen to Morning Ireland okay. for like the first two hours, and then it will roll into oh, there's that Delorento song because Ryan Tuberty's theme music is uh, is it Secret by Delorento's? Okay, it is. I think and. 
Yeah, and then Tuberty's like, you know, on for the error, and it's all like, you know, hello, uh, I was reading the papers there yesterday. Like, it's all like, it's just him talking about whatever you he goes through. you doing impression? I want to figure out who it is. It's going to turn into Bane, like yeah. it always does. You know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just on the subject. I, I'm sorry I'm derailing your podcast. No, please, please, please do it. We, we were at Football Clichés, another podcast last night. It was good, yeah. And uh, Dave, you you said Tapley was there and Hederman was there, and you, you, you described yourself. He described himself. He says, my celebrity doppelganger is Darren Maloney from RTE Sports. What? I said, if I look like anyone, I think I look like Darren Maloney from RTE Sports. And everyone was like, you don't. I've like, not seen it at all. I I suggested that like you should enter like a lookalike competition and go up and be like, hey, folks, it's me. See, see who would guess. Yeah, I also told Richard that I served Darren Maloney in a shop once and he was nice. And Richard was like, really? He was nice in a shop. I was like, not everyone's nice in a shop. That is actually true. Actually, on fir- firm reflection, that is actually definitely he was true. Very friendly. Was this in like extra? Oh, like no, in Waterstones many, uh, many years ago. What was he yeah. buying? Can't remember that long ago. Like the Scarlet Pimpernel or something. You would have remembered the film though if the it was an extra. Blockbuster, like yeah, yeah. Um, and something from the painful lives section, which was a genuine thing in the Waterstones. Because people for lives. You know, you know how true crime documentaries were really fucking derailing the podcast now. You know how like true crime, true crime dark great episode five out of five on on Goodreads. You know how like um. True crime documentaries you know, are obviously massively popular on Netflix, etc. Sure, yeah. um, books was where this all originated, of course. True crime books is massive. Right? <laughs> 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 Paintings of the walls, cavemen fading on. No, in Waterstones, there was there was literally a fucking a set, <laughs> just explain a full the concept set of, of shelves <laughs> called Painful Lives. And I remember this woman came in one day, this older woman, and she was like looking at the the Painful Lives section, and she didn't look too happy. And she came up and she goes. Do you have any of those books where they get really, you know, battered? And I was like, what's happening? How is this a thing? People love it. People get battered, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, sad. People want painful lives. Um, Painful lives to me doesn't feel like true crime. It's it's more focus on the, like... It's, 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 it's like inner turmoil and it's, it's, it's also it's like Angela's ashes yeah, yeah, you know, know what I mean misery 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 the whole flip the whole flip <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, liar Hannon. let's get Jerry Hannon on the show anyway so can we how do he's I, got his own podcast or his I own YouTube channel don't come after me Jerry but don't irrelevant irrelevant I'm going to try and get back now to where I was how the fuck am I going to do this so we had Darren Maloney cliches Christmas Christmas Ryan Tuberty yes so Ryan Tuberty hello Uh, he was on his show and he was talking away and he was talking about this story and he was basically like saying he's like he's like uh, he's he's like he was agreeing with you Craig he was saying that she couldn't possibly trademark this it's ridiculous and I don't know how he stumbled upon this but he he referred to McDonald's yeah Popular uh, fast food eatery. <laughs> eatery. Uh, he referred to McDonald's as McFilth. He right, and then he immediately was like backtracked <laughs> and apologized. And then he was kind of being like, he's like, oh, you know, I refer to that like you know, Henry's or Henry's is Henry's, and like, oh, McFilth, you know. And then like he just instantly like was like, oh fuck, what have I done? Because they're probably a sponsor of the show McFilth or something. Like a film. McFilth. You're on RTE. Uh, I mean, I don't think you can be like slamming a. So no, random business, Na- national broadcast. Yeah. So he so he backtracked and like got rid of it, and then it became like a quick story, you know. And then I uh, I went back to listen to the audio. They would edited it out. Yeah. So big deal. I got a press. I got I got a statement from the uh, press officer from the RTE uh, explaining the situation. I wrote a story on it, and then not long after I published the story, it was removed from the website because of commercial reasons. So oh. There you go. Ronald McDonald, man. 
powerful guy. Very powerful, powerful guy. guy. Powerful, powerful, powerful guy. Powerful guys around this country. Uh, what else we got in the news section, Craig? Uh, Grammy nominations. Do we really want to get into the Grammy nominations? No, I guess not. Jay Z and Beyonce are tied for the record amount. Nice. That is cool. Good um, for them. Let's get into Lewis yeah. Capaldi. Uh, he is the king of the UK charts. Someone You Loved has surpassed Ed Sheeran as the UK's most streamed song, that song of all time. You couldn't? Uh, you'd know it if you, you heard it. it. Yeah, it yeah, must yeah, be yeah. like a car radio song, but I couldn't, I couldn't um, tell you what the strain oh, of it was. Or anything. What are the lyrics? It's like, um, very bland. Yeah. That's not helping me. Yours is way better than mine. I love a I uh, Clock and spiel going I can you hear it right this. now Overtook yeah. Ed Sheeran What Ed Sheeran song Did it overtake do we think Shape of You Shape, Shape of You, you. Yeah. Yeah. That song was everywhere More I'm dross the, I'm the streaming king Said uh, <laughs> Said Lewis Capaldi That's what he said Yeah Amazing Love it, that I'm the streaming king And the king of Christmas <laughs> In the UK uh, On this particular song I feel huge I feel massive I feel my loins expanding As I become more and more aware Of the reality of my coronation As the king of music A very large accolade That I will now shoulder For the rest of my life until Ed Sheeran releases his next album and then he called out he said listen the Beatles Drake Metallica the Eagles Michael Jackson don't worry guys there's no hard feelings I had to take this one take a step back and let daddy steer the ship now um, you know he's being fun because he's a funny guy I wish he was like fun in his music I know do you get know what, these into your lyrics that's you know interesting because I mean? yeah because like I mean I don't know much about his music but I, like from what I do know it, it doesn't really capture that personality no, yeah, it's super which is fantastic and, yeah. It's yeah, very yeah, it's very, yeah there's a weird a weird duality there so his debut album was called Divinely Uninspired to a Hellish Extent which is a good name for an album his new album which is coming out next year is called Broken by Desire to be Heavenly Sent nice. oh that's excellent yeah they're good right yeah, a it's very, survey. it's very like um, Fallout Boy or kind of like yeah, it's very is yeah. wordy and cool. A new survey uh, found that someone you loved had five hundred and sixty-two million streams to its name. So there you go. Um, it, it the survey also said that one hundred seventy-nine singles had reached one million sales in the UK, with the biggest being Elton John's "Something About the Way You Look Tonight" slash "Candle in the Wind." Mm. And the latest accolade to, or single to secure the accolade was Shake It Off by Taylor Swift back in the day, a few years ago. And uh, I think that's about it for the new section. Do we have anything else? Oh, yeah. yeah. This will pivot us nicely into our top five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's been a lot of talk. And we should, actually, we should probably like lay it out, I suppose, you know, just people might be wondering. Uh, gentlemen, are we going to watch the World Cup? <laughs> like, let me, let me go watching. first there. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. At all, you're making the moral stance. I don't watch football. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, stance that that that. But yeah, morally, I like. You're kind of a Liverpool guy, though, aren't you? Absolutely not. No, Formula One. That's my thing. Why oh, did I think you had a soft clear, spot? Like, yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you have a soft spot for someone related to Liverpool or? Yeah, no. I like if I was to align myself with someone, okay. I would align like myself with Liverpool. But Collie Moore, Ian Rush, Bjorn Boy, man, Vegard Hegum, Sammy Hippia. I've got no excitement uh, for it. I, I think I could easily not watch I'm it. I'm starting to get World Cup fever. Really? I am, yeah. What's it, like, because it's the World Cup. I mean, like, of course, of course, it's there, there's nothing but horror surrounding this thing. And in no way am I encouraging anyone to, like, and if you feel I can't watch it, well then, fucking, of course. I mean, but I, I, am I going to watch the games? Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. It's the World Cup. It's football. I like it. Uh, and I, I'm also curious to see, like, all the surrounding stuff about it, like, you know, the content, if you will. But of course, it should never have happened. Will you be it tuning be. into BN Sports to see Gary Neville decrying <laughs> the country alongside Richard? 
Richard Keys and Andy Gray. I don't have being sports, but obviously, as a you know, Richard mentioned that we went to the Football Cliches podcast last night, which was very enjoyable. And it's like Keys and Gray is a big part of that show in terms of just mocking them. So yeah, I'd be very curious to see that kind of stuff. And Rich Keys has already put up a fucking tweet the other day, and he was like, you know. We've been waiting for this for 10 years, you know? Mm. It's like, here we go. So, look, it's horrible, of course. And, like, maybe I should be of a stronger moral character. But I, I'm curious to see how it all unfolds. And also, it's a World Cup. And I will I will be powerless to look away from the television screen when England are playing Iran on Monday morning. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like, there's no fucking, you know, like, there's... Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, I'm also... But I'm not going to judge people who watch it. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, it's... Yeah. I, I'm, I, I have not caught any World Cup fever floating yeah. around in the air. I just haven't. It's actually snuck up. Maybe it's because the domestic thing and like the, the Premier League hype wagon has still been going up until like a week ago. Yeah, yeah it's very odd. Uh, that is very odd and discombobulating if you're trying to hit that midsummer World Cup thing where you have like, you know, a whole economy pointing towards the big tournament. I'm, yeah, like, as you said, Dave, it's very obvious that it shouldn't have been, it shouldn't have gone there. Even Seth Blatter said it shouldn't have gone there. Oh, fuck that guy. Um, I, I don't know. I I think... I don't think I'm going to seek out, especially in the early stages, any matches. I'm not going to seek it out. It probably will come to a point where either I'm in the office and there's going to be a game on and I'll say, oh, look who's playing, what's happening? Yeah. I'm just, I'm not going to engage with it, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, we're underneath. all going to get lured in. It's just, it's I think, the power yeah, of the I, World I, I, Cup. I, I, I have that know. realism about it that I think that games are going to be on and it's going to be very hard to ignore it. And then, like at some point, I'll just, I'll be, there will be a curiosity about it. But of course, so yeah, I, the issue I, lies I, with I have, FIFA allowing it to happen, you know, in Qatar to begin with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm a big tournament man like when these things come up like even I remember even like the Euros yeah <laughs> big uh, tournament I, man are you <laughs> <laughs> I had the Panini sticker album for he last did. Euros we watched the Euros like, like on, on day Very one enjoyable. Richard came home it was from a great work Euros. with like two sticker, the like, two sticker it was great oh, <laughs> I had all the preview magazines as well like the yeah. World Soccer ones yeah. oh, it was the best <laughs> and that was adorable. a really good tournament and like 2018 was a really good World Cup I mean like no, I, I certainly not on that level there isn't that kind of level of like childish excitement but like you know I'm like oh it's a World Cup I'm, I'm too weak um, I'd be very interested to see what Twitter is like because obviously when these things happen, your timeline tends to turn into like people just being like, oh my God, what a fucking goal. Will it be as busy? Will people be as up for it? I don't know. Maybe not. not. Over on Mastodon at this point, no. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Someone, uh, I think it was a friend of the show, Mark Conroy, said to me, um, he was like, oh, have, you, uh, have you signed up for Mastodon yet? And I was like, Mark, this is the chance to remove a social media platform <laughs> yeah. from my life. I don't want to do this all over again. No. You'll find me on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll find me on Friendster. Yeah. Um, Truth social. But the reason we bring this up is because Rod Stewart is of stronger mark. He's a fucking uh, yeah, he's a than I. Because Rod Stewart has said he turned down almost one million British pounds to perform as part of the Qatar World Cup, saying it's not right. Dua Lipa has said similar. She said, Dua like, Lipa you know, is very good for these things. She is, yeah. And mm-hmm. she said, like, she's like, there's rumors going around that I'm part of this. I'm absolutely not. I will not be involved. I'll be cheering on the England yeah. team from afar, she who, said. Who, is there a world, you know, the way the FIFA's released, like, World Cup songs? Oh, yeah. Jeez, I don't know. That's a good question. So really Pitbull good. did one. Pitbull did one. And Red I, do, light. Do you remember who, who, who did the, who did the, who, who did the Euros? Remember? David Guetta? No, it was sure Martin is. Garrix and Bono. 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 We are the people. Bono. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, Rod Stewart has said I will not be there. I was actually offered a lot of money to go over. I turned Why it down. Why would they offer him money to do that? Because it's Rod Stewart. He's a draw, isn't he? To play, um, no, to, to perform. Like it wasn't just to go maybe. to the world. No, obviously, I know he's <laughs> probably. Here's a million quid, please come. As well, they <laughs> probably thought, guy. and they're probably thinking like aging rocker. He's probably doesn't have it. You know, low moral standing. He, we can entice him, possibly. I don't know. Yeah, but fair I mean, uh, 
yeah, Dua Lipa apparently said, like, you know, like, she called on Qatar to fill all the human rights pledges that May would have won the right to host the World Cup, which, of course, they have not been doing. And Rod Stewart said, um, uh, it's not right to go. And he said, and the Iranians should be out, too, for supplying arms. So, yeah, we're, we're in this tough position, Craig, where we got to cheer on England against Iran. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you see on uh, FIFA, FIFA's World Cup... Um, mode which is like they used to do like FIFA World Cup games but now they have just they just added it on to FIFA this year as a downloadable thing so they don't have the, the rights to a lot of the badges and stuff like that for okay. FIFA mm. so uh, Iran's badge on FIFA World Cup 2022 mode on FIFA 23 uh, is just a green background green trim on a circle it's a white circle with a green trim on it and the, it's just three letters I-R-A it's like Folks, do your research. Uh, yeah. Gareth Southgate, Ingham manager Gareth Southgate has promised that his players will speak out about human rights abuses during the tournament. Sounds and like the players are like, we'll do what? <laughs> um, so that's uh, interesting. I would say that Gareth Southgate's team probably might do more. Will they? Maybe they, they will. will. Um, They're good lads. They're good They're lads. They're most likable in the game. Will definitely do it. He'll tug away at the, he has, um, I think he's have a rainbow captain's armband or something. They're good lads. Yeah. But uh, I, I counter that by saying, what do you think of all those photographs of Declan Rice and Jack Grealish? You know, like, Rubbing it in to the Irish fans, you know, with their, their snakes hugging each other on the bus and stuff. I'm sorry, we're now turning into football. We just Hugh Lloris was like, "Don't politicize it or something." Like that. Jay Given said a thing recently where he was like, "You know, we, we've all uh, uh, every country's got, got got red in its ledger." Essentially, he was like, "He's like, we can't throw stones in glass." Um, sorry, were the the photos were just them on a team bus? Was it having yeah. a nice time? Hugging, yeah. yeah. Okay, but just people, when you said the photos of them, were like this could go anywhere. No, people, <laughs> people are like, you know, oh, like they're clearly rubbing it. Um, but hang on, one more thing on FIFA before we get because this is our lead into our top five bit sport. Uh, so, did you have the clip? that I sent you about the it was Gianni Infantino oh I yeah, yeah I got so Gianni to go. Infantino uh, his, the head of FIFA Mr. FIFA they call him he was um, at some kind of work thing this week I believe and he had some things to say about the world at present FIFA's place in the world and what people should be doing so let's hear what big Gianni had to say but because football unites the world this particular World Cup with 5 billion people watching it can be the trigger for a positive gesture for a sign or a message of hope. So my plea to all of you is to think on a temporary ceasefire for one month for the duration of the World Cup or at least the implementation of some humanitarian corridors or anything that could lead to the resumption of dialogue as a first step to peace. You are the world leaders. You have the ability to influence the course of history. Football and the World Cup are offering you and the world a unique platform of unity and peace all over the world. So let's take this opportunity to do everything we can to start putting an end to all conflict. Beautiful that. It's, <laughs> it's very touching. So that's very, very meaningful coming from that He's clearly man. angling for a sequel to United Passions. Gianni Infantino <laughs> uh, calling on, I guess, Vladimir Zelensky and Vladimir Putin. <laughs> a to, man who he took a medal from. Too late. Only a couple of short years ago. <laughs> yeah. And described that World Cup as the best World, best Cup, World Cup ever, ever yeah. after getting the medal. Uh, to lay down their arms and have like a World War One-esque you know, ceasefire except for yeah. the entire month of tournament. Uh, well, uh, Russia aren't in it as well, so <laughs> they're just supposed to watch everyone else play football. Uh, like, how do you feel about FIFA's place in the political landscape, Richard? Dirt. <laughs> They're a horrible organisation. They always have been. Well, not always have been. I'm sure they were good back in the 
I don't know. I have no proof that they were ever good. But if you like, look at all the World Cups where, where they've been, like it's always been like they always do this thing. It's like we shouldn't politicize football. We should spread the global game. Yeah. Like in the seventies, they awarded a tournament to Argentina, which was a military junta at the time. Mm-hmm. Russia twenty eighteen is very sketchy in light of you know the invasion of Crimea at the time. Uh, just a lot of that, and of course, like just the way that this has been awarded, it shouldn't have gone there in the first place, and it was pretty sneaky mm-hmm. to put it. Oh my god! I, a I PG remember, version of what, how yeah. it's all happened. I remember that like that uh, that announcement, and it was like he might as well have had like you know Seth Barry being handed like a, a brown bag with a giant dollar sign on it, like like a Scooby Doo cartoon. Anyway, look, that's enough serious talk. It's time to talk about some serious music. It's top five time. It's top five songs that reference sport. Now, um, this could be like a song that is entirely dedicated to sport, a specific sport, a specific sporting individual. It could be an extremely throwaway lyric that happens once in the song and never again. Or it could maybe even just be something that kind of just triggers the the, the wonderful world of sports and the more positive sure. aspects. Who knows? Maybe some of the negative. It could ones. be anything. Could it doesn't have to mention sports. It doesn't have to be about sports. That's true. No, those be, last two yeah. don't. Uh, Craig and I teamed up for this one. Yeah. Uh, so it's me and Craig with a joint list. Uh, I sent Craig twenty-one songs. Uh, so having not done a lot, I cut clips for five yeah. completely different songs. <laughs> 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 uh, Richard, how did you find this process? I really enjoyed it. I must say. Good. Uh, I wanted at various points to like expand the remit of it uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and effectively make shit of the entire the, the entire concept of it, specifically having to reference sport as opposed to having the spirit of sport in there. But I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I, I had a hard time whittling it down, I did. That's a good sign. I mean, you talk about spirit, though. So I, I've, I've got a piece of music to get us in the mood. Mm. So this isn't in the top five. This is just going to set the tone, you know? So, um, you know, you couldn't put this in the top five because it would just be straight number one easy. Of course. So, yeah, so, yeah. so here we go. Here, let's get in the mood. Side by side, we stand like brothers, one for all and all together. We will stay united through darker We'll answer Ireland's call, Craig. Celtic Thunder doing it there in Poughkeepsie, I believe. Is it the worst song of all time? I can't stand it, yeah. Can't abide it. <laughs> Am I right in saying that this made an appearance in a top five before it as one of the worst, worst Irish songs? Irish songs? Yeah. It's Phil Cozier wrote it, I believe. There was. Yeah. Great contribution to the world. He <laughs> <laughs> so had rock anemic, and roll kids. I mean, come on. That's fair. Great yeah. song. Balance. We were the rock and roll kids. Uh, rock and roll was all we did. <laughs> Ireland's goal. Uh, well, so it's magical, guys. I hope that got you significantly pepped up, Richard, because you are our guest. And as our guest, we would ask you to go first in this top five. So we'll go in reverse order on this, uh, Producer Adam. Uh, so it's my fifth clip is what it is. Uh, and what better way to start? Uh, than a very obvious one, uh, but one which uh, should bring about some amount of World Cup fever.
Master Class. <laughs> Can't believe this is going in the podcast. World in Motion, New Order. Oh, the best. <sighs> Featuring John Barnes. The best. It's so good. It's um, it's one of the only football songs that is good outside of the context of football. Yeah, it's a good particularly song. the first two thirds of that song are just great. New order, uh, oh, yeah. and obviously it references football. I mean, it talks about you know, I mean, you the, the hold, hold itself, you gotta hold and give. Yeah, <laughs> create the space. <laughs> I, I always go back to David Tapley on this one because I remember him like doing an impression of the song years ago and it just made me laugh like whereas Happy was like he, he's like the lyrics are nonsensical like, like, it's stuff like you know do a goal it's <laughs> <laughs> like a thing it's not, like, it's not quite that bad I would say a new order of a very it's very tenuous but yeah I think you're about to say a new order's lyrics in general yeah. right, are kind of cheesy and crummy and so it works it's not like when you get a good act to do a football song and yeah. there's suddenly a drift it's just like no this is new order so 90s as well so of that era that you'd get New Order to do the World Cup song yeah that's beautiful I think it's fantastic like Italian 90 was very um, very. it has an overall vibe and that's why it's caught on the public imagination uh, the other like if, if we were doing the expanded into the spirit of football I would have actually picked a different Italian 90 song for it and it wouldn't have been Nessun Dorma which is what everybody picks and it's sad uh, <laughs> the song sad. which was used as Des Lyon introduced the goals of the tournament competition on BBC was a Damsky featuring <gasps> Seal uh, so fucking good fucking incredible really yeah um, bam, 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 bam. but anyway it's beautiful uh, Solidary it. Brother yeah, it's, yeah. Um, so it's such a such an evocative song it feels like summer in a song as well you can see this song yeah. like, like, like this this feels like I'm, I'm sure it's not but like this feels like the you know the Italian, like what you're saying about Italian 19 and the kind of hold it had in culture it feels like the first multimedia world cup or something like it's, it's, it's something the, like that yeah like I don't know like just like there's something about it like it's yeah <laughs> I remember it um <laughs> Like it's arty as well. It it's is. arty, but it's ladsy. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's that kind of late Manchester. Yeah, it has just, that all. Yeah, oh, it's such a good song though. I used to go to like the library Jeez, in Drada, and they'd have like a video. It was like you know, best of the, the Italian ninety World Cup when I was mm-hmm. a kid, and that that was my internet. You know, it wasn't actually a great World Cup football wise. No, it wasn't actually. No, no. But the, the song is so good. I love all that. Even the keys we heard there. Just love clubby, that. Yeah, very 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 nineties clubby yeah. English music. What do you think of the John Barnes rap? I think it's good. It is very enjoyable. No, there's no way around it. Yeah, I think it's genuinely quite good. Yeah. Like it fits with the music. It's well delivered. It's cheesy, but it's not. No it's not like an ironic, it, yeah. you know, it's not an ironic, this is crap, but we love it. It's like, no, nah, it kind of works with the song. It's yeah, I think it magical does. about it. Yeah. It's innocent and kind of. No, it's it also going too far. The, the overall <laughs> song, the chorus, like, like it's, it's Larry shout along in the best way. It feels kind of friendly. Like, I wouldn't be terribly scared of England fans if they were singing this Does it one. make you like the English team a bit more? Uh, well, it's no, not it's currently. with them, really. Yeah, like, yeah. associated with the well, current Gascoigne team. was at the recording Gascoigne. studios. Yeah, yeah. yeah Waddle and all. It was a nice, it was, in fairness, some, some of that squad are quite likable. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there's always a few Waddle and Hoddle. Some of the amazing all, musicians. Some of the ones Shilton was in there. Oh, oh no. God. <laughs> Terry Butcher. <laughs> Gary Lineker, yeah. of course. Um, yeah, no, it's classic. It absolutely is classic. But speaking of the John Barnes thing, I mean, like, you know, you talk about, you know, very few rappers who could hold a candle to what he's doing on this track, but for our number five, Craig and I have one. Here we go. M-I-A like a dolphin. Play the Fendi bucket like a shark's fin. Cool J and all you bitches, but I'm dark skin. We walked in, seats courtside. Dab Diddy, Will Ferrell on my walk by. At the US Open, it's much more to Queens. Versace blue blockers roll behind or a scene. Woo! Dreams money can buy. Three 
racks just spent on my Marty McFly's. Now I'm back to the future. My career deja vu you when you motherfucker. Makes you want to do sports. <laughs> so uh, that is tennis enthusiast Pusha T with the song Don't Fuck With Me. Yeah. Sensational. Your suggestion, Dave. And it I was. was like, hold on, we're getting, we're smuggling Jay Paul in somehow. <laughs> that sample. I'm on board. Now it is sadly a Drake production. It's freestyle. Can't have it all. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I, but hang on. How could it be a Drake production, Craig? But what went down with these two gentlemen all those years later? I don't understand. Uh, he might have been goading them. It was the, <laughs> I think it was the start of their feud or the start of the expression of their feud. Mm. So there was all Birdman thing with clips um, like and N.E.R.D. or the Neptunes back in the early 2000s. But mm. Drake started catching shots round about here. There's like there's bars about Drake in this, I think. There are, yeah, there are. Isn't he talking about his dad already in this? I think, I think so. there's a few lines about like, and he's on the suits thing, and he's like, your dad was never around. I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's recycling material. I did want to pick the story of Adidon, and because I, 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 I've been like, this is about a sport, murder. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I love uh, uh, the reason. Main reason I picked this was, well, of course, any chance to play Pusha T, of course. Yeah. You know, who will, who we will be seeing in the academy oh, in this oh, Christmas in next yeah. month. Which I cannot wait. But like, I love the image of Pusha T at the US Open. It's just such a wholesome thing, right? I think he is big into tennis. He's is big he into big into tennis? Sports, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think he's, he is. I had a couple of, uh, of Pusha T. Pusha T is probably one of the most sports referencing yes. guys in the business. There's what, He has a song called FIFA, of course. Mm. <laughs> Kicking drug money around like it's FIFA. I was like, that's <laughs> lovely. Self-explanatory, really, yeah. to be honest. Uh, he Numbers on the boards, of course. Is Numbers on the boards. Yeah. La La 93, Jordan leaping from the free throw. Yeah. yeah, a lot of metaphors for drug dealing, would Pretty you say? Yeah, if you know, you know, of course, as the tennis reference to like using yeah. tennis balls. But of course, what's he? What's inside the Does tennis balls? Course? Drugs. Yeah. Remember, what you said, remember you said in the group chat the night before, uh, or I think I think you, you were like, you're like, new Pusha T album on Friday. And you're like, cannot wait to hear what this man has to say about the proliferation of and distribution of <laughs> cocaine. <laughs> and always being genuine. Sure, sure to be enlightening. Yeah. I think it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> have a thing or two to say about that. Um, I just <laughs> endlessly like fascinated and bowled over that he finds fresh metaphors because he always impressive. does and never gets stale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. How do you feel about that Pushti album this year? Great, yeah. Very good. I think it's up there. Top five for me for the for the year in, in the hip-hop world. Yeah, I'd agree. It is pretty tremendous. But again, yeah, I just like, this made me want to go and see a tennis match in, at Flushing Meadows with Bush T. I was like, this is, I, can't, great. I can't imagine a, a better Saturday night What a good afternoon, though. Yeah. <laughs> Watching Andy Murray slugging it out. I'm turning to him and be like, what do you think, Push? You think yeah. he's got yeah. it? <laughs> it is a great like entry in that lineage of like hip-hop using sports as like to stand for yeah. either like black excellence or how far we've come or them breaking down boundaries and going into like you know white exclusive areas you know typically and just yeah. really owning it which he just does effortlessly here yeah. and a there's like a dismissive status. Will Ferrell reference as well on the way in here yeah so. always fun um, okay yeah so Craig and I have tried Richard to have a one sport per list thing oh now, I, you did that did I you? don't know if we've been successful the list will tell as successful. we get along with it but it is time for your number four Yes, um, so I did try to do something like that. Uh, it did not really work for me. Uh, <laughs> but I would like to, to, to really switch it up now at this point for my fourth pick. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Die Totenhosen. <lacht> Bayern. Uh, German Rockster, Rocksters. <lacht> Rocksters. <lacht> German Rocksters. Uh, very, I actually... Sorry, uh, who are the Rocksters? Like, like, they I, don't know them. No, who are they? They're uh, very, very popular in Germany. They're probably one of the most popular bands ever in Germany. That name one more time, please. Die Totenhosen, which okay. translates to the dead trousers. Right. Um, Back from Berlin, Dave. I know, I didn't hear about this one. And the song is called? Uh, Bayern. Right. Uh, obviously named after FC Bayern Munich. Yep. Uh, Bayern München, as they would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I picked this song. I've listened to this song, I would say, when was I in school and I was learning German? Because I was put on to, to Die Totenhosen by my teacher. And I was like, obviously, big on to... <laughs> like, this is how teacher. you learn. Uh, and it was. It's very handy. So the song, this is really interesting because it actually is a very heartfelt song. Uh, this is um, about Bayern. Uh, in a very dismissive and hateful way. Uh, the, the chorus you heard there, wir würden nie zum FC Bayern München gay, means we'll never go to Bayern Munich. So the song is from a character's point of view of um, Campino, who people might remember from Live 8. Uh, he, was, he was hanging out of Bob Geldof for the duration of Live 8. <laughs> wow, that's a blast from the past. Uh, very popular man. But he's like big. they're big football fans. I think the Fortuna Dusseldorf, I think it is. And the whole point of the song is that FC Bayern Munich uh, were swallowing up all German players and they were the, the league was at its least competitive at this point and the whole point of the song we're, neat, some effort, we're never going to Bayern Munich it's the character of this lad it's if, if I was a young German footballer and this is literally the whole story on the song um, the only thing I could t- t- say if, even if I had people knocking on my door he says if the uh, Youngs aus Manchester were knocking on the door <laughs> and Real Madrid were knocking uh, and then Uli Honus who of course is the sporting director at Bayern called uh, I wouldn't open my door to him uh, I'd tell him I'd tell him to get lost because uh, I'd never be part of Bayern Munich and he, he goes at length as well to say this is nothing against the city of Munich uh, this is only against, <laughs> only against It's a lot of messages Bayern. in this song. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's Don't a great tune. Twisted. But it's about the, the integrity of football, and uh, which I think has, has come more and more into focus as you see these super clubs develop. Uh, Uli yeah. Honus, for his part, uh, responded at saying, this is the sort of dirt that society will eventually <laughs> choke on, which oh is a sensational God. line. They must have been delighted with that. That's the reaction you want, isn't it? Like, it's so good. And Campino, uh, in, in later years, uh, reversed his, we made no offence to the city of Munich, he's like, no, Munich, like like its football team, is shit. <laughs> uh, wow. They lost a lot of sales because obviously they're a one country band, really. Uh, and they lost apparently a shit ton of record sales in the south of Germany <laughs> by virtue of the fact that they went after Bayern. Worth it, a what, jam. What, 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 like what provoked it? Was there a particular, like, like let, let's just do it for the crack? It was in the or? 90s and, and Bayern, obviously it was around like, obviously you'll, you'll remember obviously Bayern were in like Champions League finals and stuff around that era. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were absolutely dominating. Um, and there was no getting near them really um, and it was th- this thing where and they've kept up that culture where they kept on buying whoever the top German talent was didn't matter who Dortmund had or it didn't matter who Mönchengladbach had they'd swallow them all up uh, so basically this is a this is a, a anti-establishment a, type. it is this, yeah. is a, this is a dogmatic song about if you're a young German footballer sign this pledge and don't join Bayern Munich ever. It's quite and a the young German footballers have not listened to it. <laughs> well, I, I, I investigated the uh, fourth tier of German football there. Oh, the, you uh, did? Uh, yeah, you little I, I went, to, uh, went to Victoria Berlin play <laughs> and it was very bad. Really? Like, yeah. Fourth yeah. tier, I mean. It wasn't great. There was a weird, like, like so uh, we, we were sitting there, myself and Higgs, and like there was, it was, wasn't very well attended despite being a big-ish stadium and uh, we were sitting in the ultras area. There was a kid uh, roaring at us in German with his megaphone coming up and trying to get us to encourage chance with some guy who looked like he was 
was a fucking extra from Blade hitting a like a, a, a bass drum. Uh, and in the row next was like, like I, I clocked that in the row next was there was like an English dude who looked like he wrote for Vice or something. And then at one stage when someone like kind of strung two passes together and looked like something might happen, this guy, I guess ironically, was like, oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very funny. Uh, but in his crew, there was a woman in a repeal jumper. I was like, I haven't seen one of those in years. Incredibly Berlin is what it and is. And yeah. here it is at this Victoria Berlin game. Um, how hipster was I to go to this game, you ask? Well, I can I can, I can, can upgrade myself on this one. We left at approximately the 65th minute so I could go shopping in an underground German record store nearby. It's <laughs> tragic. <laughs> uh, wow, how is your German these days? Not very good. It's one of those things where, like, if you don't use a language, you'll lose, you'll it. lose it. Yeah. yeah. So you I did. I would say that actually, like, Dies Houten Hosen's music. There's a couple of their songs which I did listen to, and it was very useful. Could so, you say hello? Rock and roll. Could you US say hello? Language. My name is Richard Chambers, and there will be no encore in German. Hello, ich heiße Richard Chambers, and I don't know what encore is. I'm sure, encore is kind of encore. Would be no encore anyway. All right. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I did so. German in school and it sounded right to me. I yeah, forgot okay. all of it though. Yeah. I, I, I like the language, by the way. I, I like the language. I actually think the, uh, I, I like the accent. I, I know most people don't, but I, I think it's quite cool. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, there it you is go. good. Yeah. Right. Um, we'll stay with football for our number four. Um, yeah. I've said before on this program and to anyone who will listen to me, Three in the morning on the workman's like a meme shouting into a woman's face. No, actually, not really. Um, but I, but but if I had to, if if, the, if that meme thing applied to me, I would say I think that this might be the best lyric of all time in this song. There's one listener of the show who's going to be very, very happy to hear who that is. Um, oh, and oh, yeah? That is a friend of Sonic Architect and listener of the show, Kyle Largy down in Cork. Is a big fan of this band so much so I believe he has their entire discography on vinyl. Oh well, I I need to raid his No Blues vinyl because I can't get it. Uh, that's Los Campesinos. Yeah, and the a song. lot of football references from them boys. Yes, huge this, amount. The song is called Gloomy. So as in glue, like glue super gloomy. Me. And yes, the line that you heard there that I'm obsessed with is people laugh, they'll call it folly, but we connected like a Yaboa oh, folly. That's superb. A reference to the great Tony Yaboa of Leeds fame, who would have been like kind of the progenitor for the Martin Tyler craziness on Sky Sports like cuz like he scored like those two top corner screamers I feel yeah, like one, yeah I feel like yeah. one was going to say yeah bah, bah. Like it was just like real, like you know, like ridiculous. That's a contender. You know the way I always say Rooney is the best name. Yeah, Bo is pretty good. Yeah, Bo was right up there. You know what's another good one? What? Rob Hawthorne tried to make this his own. He'd be like, Yakubu. <laughs> Yakubu is good. Uh, Yabo is great. It's slightly too hard. It kind of trips you up slightly a bit more. A little than, bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, Los Campesinos, as Richard rightly points out, are a band that are very fond of a football reference and a wrestling reference. They often get them both in the same song. Um, All my kayfabe friends. Yep, there you go. Um, I, like with, the the, most... with the lyric, I have it here, actually. Uh, you asked if I'd be anyone from history, fact or fiction, dead or alive. I said, I'd be Tony Cascarino. 
circa 1995 nice very nice <laughs> they're always at it even like um, they're always at it but there's also always at them boys but on this album uh, No Blues which is a great album um, a band I always call you know it, we all probably first heard them on like You Me Dancing and they're this kind of you know scattershot you know kind of like too cool for school kind of uni kid collective thing but like they've matured into really good songwriters I think they're on hiatus maybe possibly I'm not entirely sure they put out some kind of weird EP thing recently I think Sixteens was the most recent album which starts off with like again a reference to like an Italian football stadium or something but on this album there is a song called Portrait of a Trey Cartista as a Young Man so it's like it's endless like they're always always at it but I love the song Gloomy I think it's fantastic I think it's a really really excellent build song I think it's quite an emotional one and that line the first time I heard it I was like that is that's the greatest line I've ever heard so it was when I put the 21 songs over to Craig he of course had his own songs this week I was like (laughs) this one's going in you know, no, I love it as well. Through. I love that line. I immediately was like, yeah, of course, because of that line. And I like a lot of their football referencing stuff. Yeah, I broke up an Amarante. Didn't we review that album? That was that two thousand nineteen. Was it watching the World Cup or something like that? Maybe I, I yeah, like being I, depressed. I reviewed it for Trends then, but uh, good band. Yeah, you know, it, it's a bit clever, clever at times, but I think I think they get away with it. There's a real spirit to their songs, as there was to the great Tony Yeboah, who was like a, a leading light of the early Premier League Barclays Hold era. Hold on, we I interviewed Tony Yeboah. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> we rang Tony Yeboah on the phone from Ghana. Tony he Yeboah. pulled in roadside in, in Ghana to take our call for what was Team 33 on Newstalk. football podcast, oh, right. yes. Yeah. How was Lovely he? man. <laughs> Very hard to hear over crackled, <laughs> presumably somewhere rural Ghana. Had a great, it was a great chat. It was a lovely fella. Incredible. Were you just like, Tony, last time to see those. Tell us about Two incredible goals you scored against what Liverpool. What was the goal like? Yeah. Oh, Tony, the goals, please. <laughs> Right. Uh, we, we've covered football pretty strongly in these first few songs. Richard, what have you got for us next? Uh, back to stateside. America. Here's number, number three. Freddie, Freddie Gibbs. I I had a hard time actually um, going through uh, and picking out um, specific songs out of this because Freddie Gibbs has a load of sports references yeah. Pusha T we've already said has a load of sports references Action Bronson very fond of a sports reference uh, but this is probably the best song that I could find that references sport in this way from any of those three uh, it is a song called Yanis uh, named after Yanis Antetokounmpo perhaps the best basketball player in the world uh, nicknamed the Greek Freak as you heard there so uh, real G's move in silence like Yanis uh, my Greek freak blah 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 menage I don't need to get into that there. <laughs> keep going uh, but yeah Freddie Gibbs loves a bit of basketball I think it's great because it's, it's a contemporary one it's not all about Michael Jordan uh, and, and stuff like that uh, and I think that I needed to have something by Freddie or Action Bronson or Push It in there and uh, I thought it was good wordplay and it's nice to see a modern young basketballer getting that especially that he's only like 28 I think which is very young for prime basketball player and it's just a great song I said to Craig uh, we, we bumped uh, a, a song yes. wow. that, that was about basketball 
And was it Curtis Blow's basketball? No, what was it again? Was Jay Z? It was Jay, yeah. Encore. Yeah. Jay's got oh, loads lame. of those as well. That's that. Yeah. It's lame that we bumped it or it's lame no, that. No, it was not a great song. Okay. So it was not a great song for this, I don't think. Well, well there you go. Yeah, uh, maybe it's kind of a throwaway reference. But, but, well. but we were kind of like, I, I was like, I would like to have a basketball song in, and I was like, I'm sure Richard will pick one. Because you Rex. are a long suffering New York Knicks fan, of course. Yeah. And I, I, that was actually one of my runner up ones was Freddie Gibbs song called Knicks, uh, <laughs> in which he basically uses the passage of time and the continuing shitness of the New York Knicks uh, to, to, to sort of highlight the longevity of his drug dealing career, um, which is a pretty impressive thing to do. And there's a Knicks remix, which features Action Bronson, who I mentioned as well, who is a big Knicks fan. Big wrestling fan as well. He's popped, yeah. up, in, popped up in AEW recently. I, I just have, just on, on the subject of, um, of uh, young uh, Bronsolino, uh, <laughs> a big football fan as well, you might not know. Really? Big, big football fan. I'm going to read you a lyric here. And you, will not, you will not be able, you will never see who this <laughs> reference is uh, coming to until I get to it. Uh, and please excuse the language on this one, but I'm going to get going anyway. Uh, pistol noise, shifting in a Hitler toy, kick shit, young Rude Van Nistelrooy. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rude Van Nistelrooy. I love that. Incredible. Um, Action Bronson. I reckon that was a bet. <laughs> no, I googled it. It's crammed in, though. It's perfect. It's, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It was amazing. I was like, I, 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 I saw that. I was, I was googling. I was like, Action Bronson definitely had some football references because he's a big FIFA guy and a big football. Ad. And he's like, yeah, I used to eat eat that shit up. He said <laughs> regarding World Cup tapes. <laughs> Rude Van Nistelrooy, big fan. Oh man, I'd say he'd be great on a night out. Action Bronson. Yeah, I really get him like on the pod. I say great um, music as well. Two very, very similar. I can never get away from the ghost face thing. It just sounds like he's. I, I came to terms with that. Yeah, I yeah. went off him for a while because it is very ghost facey, and like obviously you go to the original there. But I just think there's, there's something about Bronson. Um, I have two readable. two quick questions for you, Richard. How are the Knicks these days? And question two is Freddie Gibbs underrated? I know you're a big fan. Knicks are on the up. Uh, been a topsy turvy season. Uh, two wins in a row. On a road trip out west. <laughs> so keep an eye on those young Knicks, lads. Uh, and Freddie Gibbs is, uh, I would say, perfectly rated. Okay. I'd say he's perfectly rated. Uh, he's very well appreciated overall. Commercially quite successful. He, for a lot, he releases a lot of albums. Like almost a yearly annu- uh, annual sort of a- album at this point. Uh, very high consistency too. I feel like he's a bit of a Paul's goals in terms of he was underrated yes, for years <laughs> and now everyone talks about how he's underrated yeah. so he's almost becoming overrated. <laughs> My toughest opponent. <laughs> Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> Freddie, Freddie of Gibbs. Manchester. <laughs> Freddie of Gibbs. <laughs> right. Uh, next up for Craig and Dave. We yeah, have something this. completely different. Um, let's take the scenic route, shall we? So yeah, that's uh, that's the uh, the answer to yeah everyone's favorite gag when politicians are lined up on plinths. Of course, we Hate all it. we all love it, don't we? Hate it. <laughs> My least favorite thing that we all do. <laughs> I've never Craftwork look weird Craftwork yeah. uh, Tribute acts That has passed well. me by what? I don't yeah, think I've seen that time. guy it was, all, it was big never during Covid that, When they were doing Those announcements And they had like Four okay. podiums out Yeah. Like, oh for god's sake yeah, We're doing this again didn't Doing look. it again We are Yeah. <laughs> it's continual Continual stuff So yeah sorry Craig Who is this and what, what? It's Craftwork yeah. The um, most influential And important act Since 
Beatles experience. Uh, just, just say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. ludicrous thing to say. Yeah, I don't <laughs> until REM yeah. came along, right? You know what? A lot of people do say that I because say of that. the impact they made in the electronic world. Um, Fair, but like it's just a, such a fucking sweeping statement that it's absolutely it, it's, it's 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 them or ABBA, Richard. I'm sorry, <laughs> you're gonna have to pick one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, they're I you know them. I don't stick them on all the time, but they are great at what they do. And this is Tour de France. Tour de France. Yeah. So as much as they were obsessed with like ancient synths and like <laughs> just being very progressive in their music they were also big racing fans so there was there's been numerous iterations of craft work there was two guys I think that stuck it out for years and years and Ralph Hooter is still I think the, the last kind of main guy standing he became obsessed with cycling in the late 70s got the rest of the band into it and he'd go so far as to be like he'd be on a tour bus and he'd get off like 200 kilometers early just so he could cycle the rest of the venue. Very, that's very cool. Which is amazing. Kind of de- like, like, if you're the tour manager, you're like, mate, no, please, like, we need to get to this venue. You, like, all together, one yeah, piece. As he's could slapping happen. on the Lycra. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I kind of love. This was... Um, Released as a kind of, as a Lucy, as they say in German electronic circles. Damn <laughs> <laughs> Lucy. Yeah. yeah, Das Lucy. Um, uh, in like 83, I think, it was supposed to end up on an album um, which was kind of themed around cycling. And mm. it didn't happen because he fell off his bike and cracked his skull open and what, nearly what was I died. Just what was I just yeah. saying? Huh? Huh? Yeah, but it didn't, um, Mad didn't stop his love. <laughs> Uh, they ended up like going on hiatus, I think, for about 17 years and then came back with a full soundtrack album for official thing for the Tour de France. Oh, yeah. Which is incredible. Do you remember that? Yeah, and yeah, I, I loved it because a lot of their 70s stuff and most famous stuff is very mm. cold yeah. and crystalline and kind of beautiful and alien in its way. But there's there's a bit of like warmth and joy in this because you can tell he's really into cycling. He's <laughs> very <laughs> dedicated to the, to the, to the art here. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, which is great. And like apparently they've worked in like the mechanical sounds of the bike and all course. that. Good and the whole stuff. thing of puffing as well, like, you know, it's a bit of that in there. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's really good. I just, like it all works, isn't it? It's very streamlined music. It's aerodynamic. It's just great, yeah. Did either of you see Kraftwerk live at the first ever Longitude Festival? No. I did not, no. Oh, I thought I thought both of you were there. Like, I mean... No. Did Vampire Weekend play... A, a, Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think oh, different festivals. What it is now? Very different. Very different. Yeah, yeah. very different. Yeah. Craftwork. Yeah, Craftwork were one of the first headliners. It was like a big indie thing it for was a while, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in Vampire Weekend. If I have that correct, yeah. that very was lineup. the very first lineup. I will double check. I believe I was. Would you vibe into Craftwork? I mean, not now at Longitude. <laughs> <Tour de> France. <laughs> <Tour de> France. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I must confess, I'm not. As craft work, um, yeah. you're not a worker. <laughs> educated, yeah, I'm not a worker. <laughs> um, as a crafter, um, <laughs> few cheeky crafters, few crafters with the boys. Um, <laughs> haven't seen them live. Don't know what it would be like. Yeah, I assume it would be an incredible, race. like you know. Would you like me to tell you who the headliners were? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was craft work. Mm-hmm. Phoenix, Phoenix, <gasps> Vampire Weekend, Falls, yeah, yeah, yeah. Villagers, Ooh. Hot Chip, Modest Mouse. Wow. Oh. Uh, Django Django Jesse Ware Jake Django Bull, Django Subtract <laughs> Local Natives One song This is great Is that 2013? It's a great lineup. 2013 17, First yeah, year yeah. That's a great lineup. Where was I? Why wasn't I at that? Very different I think it was on holiday Would have been the hot press days you, I'm surprised you weren't covering it I think yeah uh, I might have been stateside actually <laughs> I think, but I think I've never been to Longitude You've been haven't you? Yeah once Kendrick? He was there I think he was there That was 20 yeah 20, That was recently Oh really? Was it Dorm yeah. Yeah. played as well? Yeah. Hmm. 
don't know. I'm thinking of that Mental. recently. The National, it, it, it was such a weird weekend because the National played in the Paul Sunday. Joe Misty was yes. on a day as well. Kendrick yeah, played yeah. on Friday. Yeah. And but now it's a good chaos Major weekend. Laser yeah. played on Saturday. And that oh, was incredible. Yes. That was that incredible. Was I love that. It's just like, you know, juniors are leaving surf, which is fine. You know, have your festival, yeah, you guys. Festival too, but, yeah. I'm, but I'm like, no way would I ever go there because messy, I am too yeah. old. Messy. Chaotic. So Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Your Messi's, your Ronaldo's. Yeah. <laughs> your long achievements. Your long achievements. <laughs> Difficult place to get out of as well. Marley fucking yeah. park, man. <sighs> I was walking for a long time after that. Yeah, like Man United. Hey. Hey. Fantastic. Oh. Uh, let's let's oh, take oh, that. Oh, uh, oh. Can Richard take this, uh, this, this momentum, though, into his next pick? Back to football. <laughs> Number two. Come like Trevor from GTA. If I bang man's face, man bopped in lean. Couldn't Aguero, man dropped the shoulder, faint once, quick kick, then I drop man's G. For first time, I link her Nando sweet. 995, I swipe, then eat. I want to rap, she don't give hat. Diago Silver, man blocked in ski. Had, had man screaming, look, there's my man. Hand in my pouch, like where it's not me. Hand, hand in my pouch, like where it's not us. Hurt, hurt to my G, like where it's not we. Cause if you get boom with a 4 5 long, it's a critical hit, the charge to repeat. And if you see Arge in a cup with a dip, you'll piss so quick, your team should retreat. But if you see Justin, with his right hand oh, Tiago Silva. Dave AJ Tracy. Tiago Silva. Named, of course, after the Brazil captain. Centre back. Lynchpin. Uh, a lot of UK grime and UK hip hop at the moment is all about football references. Mm. Laced with it. This song is probably the most famous no one. Intended there, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Hey, lace up them boots. Very good. Um, Very good. Yeah, I think this song is the most famous one because obviously it's so explicitly because it's named after Tiago Silva. Um, but there's also a, a load of other references in there. You have the Kun Aguero one, Drop the Shoulder. Uh, oh, yeah. There's also at the start, my favourite one in the whole song is actually right at the start. Uh, 45 Whopper, leave you in states like caca. Brilliant <laughs> <laughs> uh, stuff. Uh, so Dave and AJ Tracy, uh, I actually had another AJ Tracy song which was actually going to go in there. Uh, it was West 10 uh, and he describes himself as a set beast, curl one in from a set piece, uh, which I think is just lovely. It's a lovely image of a, just a, a deftly taken free kick. Uh, you also the storms you just storms you won't know me from was also hanging around there for me, which is an iconic lyric as well. Uh, I come to your team and fuck shit up. I'm David Moyes, <laughs> <laughs> so um, which is so good. Uh, I, I, I love Dave and I love AJ Tracy, uh, and the combination here is just thrilling. To be honest, it feels like at this point the official like England anthem should be Santa and Dave. Do you know what I mean? Like, why oh, isn't the call going out to like completely. because it's Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond, <laughs> <laughs> which they sang and played at the Victoria Berlin game. And shout out to Thiago Silva, who's had Thiago just Silva's an incredible great. career. Still going strong he's captaining Brazil I believe at this World Cup is he and he's still you know, the, the only Chelsea defender worth a damn at the I've moment, seen say, I've heard Chelsea fans saying like he might be one of their best defenders of all time and he yeah. arrived when he's like he's 40 he's now so good yeah. um, so uh, this is a stellar pick Richard and I love Dave and it is great but I will say mm. Tainted Yes, I know you, what you're talking about. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? Yeah. Tainted. We all know where it is. The infamous Glastonbury performance in yeah. which... Oh, let Dave, it go. What was the name of the kid? Alex. 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 His name was Alex. And Dave brought him on and was like, anyone know this track? And it was like, you know, here we go. And this kid comes on and like, you know, fucking... Everyone's like, "Can you, a star is born. And the kid does the fucking track and everyone's happy. And it was a big moment. I'm never a fan of this. Like Green Day do it at all their gigs. I don't like it. I don't like it. 
Oh. You don't like the audience's participation get somebody up on stage. Happened no. very famously and very authentically at a Bruce Springsteen gig once. Do you remember what happened? What, Courtney, Courtney Cox. Cox was <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe that happened. When I was a kid, I did think that's what that was. That's amazing. And I was like, and then she went on to be in Friends. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, the kid does the fucking thing and everyone goes crazy and it goes super viral and everyone loves him. And then he goes on, what was it, this morning or something? He's on Piers Morgan. Yeah, and then I think he, Britain or something. he got milkshake duck though. What happened? Like, like he did something. He was. Is he I don't right? want. I don't want to sully a lad who's only a young fella. Is he right wing? Or, like, there, there was something there. The, like, right wing. Google it. The, the, <laughs> some, <you> kip. Something <laughs> happened where he was like swiftly cancelled. I forget what it was. Can't. I don't know if he was cancelled. I think he was. I think there was a pre. I think there was an understanding showing the fact that he was a very young fella. Was it just well, talking to Piers Morgan? Because that'll do he, it. He may have had like pre- previous tweets or something. Yeah, I don't know possibly. Was, yeah. I think I do, I do remember something vague. And he was like very that, young, yeah. But so. there was a thing around it because um, Piers Morgan was like, "This is fantastic. You went up there, you gave it you a go." You did the rap that. thing, yeah. And it's like, what's Piers Morgan's views on grime music in general? <laughs> not positive, I'd say. No, probably, probably not. not. No, not blocked. I would say its views yeah, on sorry, Piers yeah, Morgan yeah, is probably <laughs> the same you know yeah. probably mirrored Piers Morgan has you blocked on Twitter yeah which has actually been good if you're trying to avoid the Ronaldo interview <laughs> thing what oh, happened again it's a big claim to fame what did I do I don't know. I so many things. I tweeted. I tweeted. Oh, so it probably was something as stupid as that. And I was like, "Blunk." I hope it was a quote to you, like this clown, like clown he emoji. Did. He might have done. I don't know. I never know. Do you know? I love how much of a snowflake he is. Do you know what I mean? What a word. Just blocking people because he's constantly just like, oh, people need to take it on the chin. And meanwhile, he's just like walking off his own show when people challenge him. All and... emotional. Yeah, I'm not one for the death penalty, but at the same time, you know. <laughs> there are yeah. worse things. Yeah. Good uh, hanging to be too good for him. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're saying? We get you on the record for that. Sure, sure. Why not? Okay. <laughs> let's uh, let's keep it. Let's keep it football, though. Yeah, let's <laughs> football, steer away from controversy and into the arms of spoiler alert: the fall. <laughs> Ball had to go in. Team from Sparta FC. I adore this song. Marky Smith, noted football fan. He's a City fan, but I think that's the only blemish on his uh, general character. Is it? Um, I don't know. Let's not talk about. It. Let's talk about football. This is apparently it's a beautiful about, game. Lads. Yeah, it really is. I've heard it said. I didn't have a clue what this song was about because it's a fall song. But apparently, it's written from the perspective of a Greek football fan. Um, references rivalries with Galatasaray and Chelsea. There you go. And Big rivalry. It's just, yeah. it's just an absolutely storming song. I love it so much. And of course, football club as well, isn't it? Sparta yeah, like FC. Sparta FC. I yeah. guess it's just the kind of tuggery of like, yeah. I always Sparta FC. <laughs> what was the um, this is Sparta? Who were Renford Rejects' big rivals? I always think of the them. Razors. The Razors. Yeah, they're like prime, <laughs> like young Sparta show. FC. Tremendous show. Um, the, the Fall had loads of football songs, of course. Kick Conspiracy, which was about like the Prawn Sandwich Brigade, essentially, oh. but back in the eighties. And I was digging around some Marky Smith quotes, which is always dodgy there. 
heard you. <laughs> but he was <laughs> he was asked about like his football fandom, and it's kind of quite funny. So he was a Man City fan, despite being from Salford, which is like United mm. territory. And apparently, it was because he's just a contrarian, and his dad was a United fan, and he's just like, no, no, we're supporting City. Can you a more sappy thing in your life? <laughs> <All right. laughs> My dad's bored the other team. It's rock and roll, man. He's, he's a rock and roll maverick. <laughs> <laughs> Radical Marquis. <laughs> But he was asked in an interview uh, years back, did you watch United winning the Champions League? And he said, I was walking to my local pub just when they scored. Because of course. And this, this huge roar went up. It was a free bus into Manchester late on half an hour after the game. And they said, come on, even though you're blue, you're getting on this bus. And I have to say, it was a great night. <laughs> All the clubs you could never normally get into had their doors open, free drinks and everything. And in a funny way, it didn't feel like it had happened to United. It was like they were a cricket team or something. <laughs> great. Um, he was also big into his World Cups and his football stickers. Richard, respect. So he confessed that <laughs> yes, I had the 1970 Mexico World Cup set. Oh, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Though the Romanians had been photographed in black and white, then coloured in. He recalled, "You'd open a packet, and it would be one of the East Europeans, and you'd scream with delight." And then when the World Cup came around, half of them weren't even in the squad. The pictures were <laughs> all from worst. 1962. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, the song was in. Well, I say it, Dave. Go on. We get to us. Final score. It was the team tune for a good number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so iconic that they had to get him on to read the final scores of the day, of course. And Adam, I believe we have that audio of Marky Smith doing his best <laughs> to deliver the results of the day. It's Marky Smith who has kindly agreed to read the classified football results for us. Not many people realise that Tim Goodgen was a big fan of the fall. Uh, but Mark, the microphone is yours. Can you please confirm all today's results for us? Barclays Premiership. Uh, Charlton Athletic 1, Manchester United 3. Chelsea 3, Newcastle United 0. Liverpool 3, Portsmouth 0. Manchester City 0. Blackburn Rovers, nil. Sunderland, one. Aston Villa, three. Tottenham Hotspur, postponed. West Ham United, one H. West Brom, nil. Everton, nil. Oh, wow. Incredible. That one H. Two, Which is like a pool thing or something. So good. <laughs> but what I love most about it is it just sounds like he's singing a fall song. Yeah, if they kept the, the music there on him. Yeah. Was that Ray Stubbs introducing yeah, him? Yeah, it was. Stubbsy. 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 Well, there you go. That's our number two. Richard Chambers, it's time for your number one. This, for all of my humming and hawing and deliberation about which way I would go um, and what songs would be in my eventual top five, this was never dislodged from number one. And she could fuck all night. Caught up the homies and I'm maxing y'all. Which part are y'all playing basketball? Get me on the court and I'm troubled. Last week fucked around and got a triple-double. Freaking niggas every way like MJ. I can't believe today was a good day. Just a regular old nice day for Mr. Ice Cube. <laughs> Lovely day. <laughs> Lovely day by Ice Cube. Uh, a good, it was a good day. Um, 
it's brilliant in it's just brilliant it's one of the one of the great songs of of um yeah. 90s hip hop and the 90s in general instantly evocative from from the from the get go of the sample uh Ice Cube of course uh, a notoriously big sports fan uh both of the previously the Oakland and LA Raiders now in Las Vegas again moving around uh but also of the LA Lakers uh, the bit you heard there we'll come on to but uh, the, the sports reference that I initially took it from was um, I had the booze she had the chronic the Lakers beat the Supersonics uh, which is just <laughs> great so this is obviously it's a, not a real day right? you, you see this crap now of recent times where somebody's like we pinpointed the, the day that Ice Cube had a really good day no is this oh, the day that was the thing and they pinpointed yeah. the day and they cross reference like when the Goodyear blimp was in LA and like when the Lakers beat the Supersonics which was actually quite rare in the 90s mm-hmm. it's a big big era for the Seattle Supersonics before they folded and moved away uh, and that was very sad because it's obviously such a sort of like a like you know this is an idealised version of what a day would be and it's it's completely fantasised uh, but his own sporting prowess is brought into it <laughs> in, which I think is one of the funniest things I've ever heard uh, because so get me on the court and I'm trouble last week fucked around and got a triple double now for people who don't understand basketball this is like a triple double is you have double figures in points scored uh, in assists and like rebounds as well. Oh, so yeah, like yeah. He, he was he, he fucked around. He said on a court, which seems like a pickup game, a, a jumpers for goalposts sort of situation. And somebody was keeping score and keeping track of his assists. Um, some lad there on the stats board keeping the XG going. This lad was playing in the Phoenix Park, uh, which I just thought was really funny as an image. Um, but yeah, it, it just it's 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 really good because it has that sports fan element of it, uh, romanticized view of sport, and it's just a great song. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, can I jump in and tell you when the good day was? Go on, tell me. So, tell me who this 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 nerdlinger <laughs> came up with this day? It's uh, an article on theatlantic.com and the Nerd. good day was been pinpointed as January twentieth, nineteen ninety two. Okay, all right. Um, it's a good day. It's an yeah. outstanding song. I love it. Uh, good for the soul. Good it for is. the soul. Yeah. You can you can you can feel the sunshine. Yeah, you can it really see is. the sunshine. It oozes nineties um, LA. Yeah, and it's such it's it's a great mood lift of a song. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's 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 it actually has a rare distinction of being one of my like songs which I had on a Spotify playlist which are just, which are just called five star songs <laughs> and I had like six songs on it it literally hasn't moved from that so it's one of those those there five star song it's got Macho Man this <laughs> Byron by the Utopian yeah Utopian yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're all in there uh, a Fontaine's DC track in there I assume absolutely yeah <laughs> I don't belong to anyone only <laughs> smokes carols yeah <laughs> <Spits> <laughs> which people actually don't reference re- Realise it's a reference to Andy Carroll. Oh, <laughs> well, Great wait for it. Our track. number one is coming up. <laughs> uh, it is time for our number one, and uh, we're, it's it's of a pugilistic nature. Yes. I will say. So, in the longness I submitted to Craig, uh, this one didn't almost didn't make it in, and now it's our number one. <laughs> yeah, because I forgot you suggested it, and then I was like, oh no. I will say, uh, I don't think we've ever played this before on the show. Have we somehow not done it? And it is. I think it's it's fucking incredible. Uh, here's our number one songs that reference sport. Let's go. Just getting warm, just like Muhammad Ali, they call them cassis. Watch me fast, this beat like a skull. That's a new I had beef with. 
Dave. Uh, <laughs> he was uh, the subject of a question on the No Encore quiz a while ago. LL Cool J. Ladies love Cool James. And Mama said, knock you out. And it is a knockout. Yeah. I got that question wrong, didn't I? I think yeah. you might have. How did I get it's it wrong? It's a knockout. <laughs> it's a knockout. Um, yeah, I fucking belter of a track. What a comeback. Did we have comeback? He said, don't call it, did, it a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> So there you go. Don't I would like to apologise to LL <laughs> Cool James, Mister James. And do you know what? I think cool he's James. featured before. In the top, I think he was in like top five worst like um, career switch ups or oh, whatever. Yeah, it was when he did a because the album after slot. this was him going pure like G funk or whatever. Oh yeah, I didn't and really he like just from. like whereas this album was very much him feeling like the heat in his neck. There was a lot of mm-hmm. newer acts coming up. He'd been one of the biggest stars of hip hop in the eighties and he was losing ground and his granny or his mother was just like, just go, no, it must have been his mother, actually, Mama said knock you out. Just go <laughs> knock them all out, James. And he was like, do you know what? There's something in oh, that. <laughs> his cigar fell out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and, I got yeah, it. <laughs> Dulce Banger was born. And um, looking at the Wikipedia, this was the fourth single from the album. I was really? like, what? Ow! You hold this <laughs> back to the fourth? Like, like, what? No, three before this. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's time <laughs> release this one six months later uh, yeah great tune yeah that was um, good yeah it's very good boxing inspired some great songs you yeah know? I mean we, we could have had different boxing ones but th- this was the world's the one. greatest <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, the killers uh, have a what, Tyson B. Douglas is that like a track they have I believe yeah Cap Powers I've reference uh, Vander Holyfield as well as if Holyfield just won the fight that's great one yeah. Kill Moon is always referencing but he's cancelled so we wouldn't put him in of course kind of dangerous like Piers Morgan there oh he's cancelled <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's been cancelled um, um, no this is great I mean L. Cool J is a weird one because obviously he goes into movies movies and he's in some classics like the aforementioned Any Given Sunday of course he's in Deep Blue Sea classic yeah he's oh, in wow. Halloween H2O SWAT he's in SWAT yeah oh was, yeah Any Given Sunday Any Given Sunday yeah yeah. he plays a, a cocky um, upstart who has like being who is being um Usurped by a younger like more talented yes. so, so reflective of That's his where he was, music yeah. career um, yeah, and like he's got a lot of hits. I, I've got to confess, he wouldn't be my favorite rapper. I mean, I think so. Like, the, the, uh, it's crazy thing to say. Crazy. The game has moved on so much. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, you, 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 you did put Pusha T at number five and LL Cool J at number one. Well, so it's true. Yeah, I think that I this, mean, the list speaks for itself. Based Craig. on the tune, um, yeah, it's just it was just amazing how much rap came on in leaps and bounds in terms of lyricism and bars and all of that kind of stuff. So ah, he was yeah. the first kind of big. Icon, maybe he was a bit more pop rap, but undeniable tunes. A very cool Jay he was. Excellent, yes. excellent. Uh, also, also undeniable <laughs> and and a very good sport is Sonic Architect. Adam, thanks very much hey, for having hey, us. Of course, hello everybody. Really? Keeps the ship steered as always. Patreon.com/slash Noancore if you love the show and if you just like the show, tell your friends all about it. And uh, we want to say a huge thank you to Richard Chambers for coming back on the show. Yes. Yay. Uh, I was going to go through some honourable mentions there. Oh, please. Yeah, it's 20, 20 songs long, but I won't. No, get go on. Give us a couple. Oh, yeah, Give oh, us a couple. Yeah. Glory days from Bruce Springsteen was in there for baseball. Everybody yes. knows that one. Uh, I liked when he did the Give Super the Bowl. 
oh, give me a loot, yeah. I like when he did the Super Bowl and he's like, I've got to change the lyric about like baseball to f- somehow fit football. And he's yeah. like, I'll throw a Hail Mary pass. <laughs> 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 yeah. give, yeah, give me a loot, incredible. Yeah. Roy Keane by Brains and Hamo. What is this? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. A great yeah. tune. I don't think I know that one. Ah, you have to listen after it. There's also Morrissey's Roy's Keane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very good. Frankly, Mr. Shankly, guys, we go in there as yeah. well. Yeah. Tony Pulis by Goldie Looking Chain. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna Tony, Tony Pulis, Pulis he's a really nice bloke Tony Pulis he manages Stoke oh man I love the idea of Tony Pulis being told about that song and sitting down to listen to it frowning, to yeah, frowning pulling the cap down over his eyes um, Control by Kendrick Lamar uh, yes yeah, yeah. yeah the thing with hip hop is there's just so it's constant yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and our old favourite Drake uh Serving it by the telly to venues in Manchester, just swerving with Balotelli. Oh, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> we can't end on that, I refuse. Well, from our long list, we, we, we didn't get Beastie Boys' Sure Shot in. You know, we, didn't oh, get, yeah. we didn't get Bing Crosby's hilarious golf song straight down the middle. He goes, it went straight down, down the, the middle. middle. That's a chill. And it started that to hook sucks. just a wee little bit. That's, that's what my rich. caddy lost sight of it. Uh, Lord's Tennis Court, that was in my long list. Oh, that's um, a good one. Uh, Hot Chip did the table tennis music for the 2012 Olympic Games apparently oh, okay. uh, Garth Brooks Unanswered Prayers American Football just Brilliant. the other night at a hometown football game my wife and I ran into my old high school flame my wife my wife mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we didn't pick Van Morrison Too Long in Exile which references football and snooker by saying just like, just like George Best baby Too Long in Exile just like Alan Hig- uh, Alex Higgins baby well, I we can't say, end on that Come on. Uh, I'll end on uh, one that I, w- which was my first choice Craig shot it down but I think we should have had I've got the gift gonna stick it in the goal Robbie Williams rock DJ that would have been a great oh, show yeah. yeah there you go yeah I never really loved that song and he did a song for a FIFA game oh, we do have a Robbie clip if is you this, wanna... yeah, this is the one isn't it yeah so Robbie Williams did a song for a FIFA game and yep. it was exclusively to a FIFA game I think it was 50,000 I think 99 99 I think one or the other um, and Maybe it sounds a bit like this we all need a decent rock where it's all kicking off Baby, it's alright Baby, it's alright You don't need to call the bus Baby, it's alright Baby, it's alright Yeah, that was Rob Williams with It's Only Us from a FIFA song and yeah, just listening to her and she, I was like, you know what, this kind of rules Mad how you can get like mad nostalgic just for like an opening credit slash menu screen it's true you know I mean? we're all off to play a Playstation 1 football game my name is Dave Hanratty this has been No Encore there will be No Encore thank you Richard Chambers thank you Craig hey, Spartan thank you Adam Shanahan <laughs> and um, watch the World Cup if you want to or don't if you don't see you next time this time for Africa <laughs> <laughs>
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.